You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Avicdo. This is Murps. Hello. We are closing in on the new expansion, the new class, which is Death Knights. So it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff indeed. Mm-hmm. This is a very special episode because it is a card review episode uh, and it will cover all of the Death Knight cards. It will cover Basic and then it will cover Path of Arthas and then it will cover even March of the Lich King because they're all being released at the exact same time with the new expansion. This isn't going to be like a phase release. You don't get to play with the Death Knight before then. So effectively until in the future when they start shuffling these sets in and out like they do now with Demon Hunter, uh, effectively this is the whole Death Knight package for a while. Uh, so you think of them as essentially one thing. Uh, let's start with um, just a little bit of Death Knight basics. Uh, Death Knights have runes. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll set it up so that you can understand how we're reviewing these. We have not considered really what the runes mean. Like, we did not go in and say, hey guys, red runes are better than blue runes. So, early in the draft, if you pick, like, a blue three, you don't get any more reds. And if you don't get any more reds, then you're blocked out of all the great, great red cards in your offering rate. So, therefore, the blue cards are actually worse. We're, we're just assuming that system doesn't exist. Because at the end of the day, that system, where, depending on what runes you draft first, it impacts what cards you're being offered later on by blocking out certain cards, is going to have a very small impact on your draft itself. And in almost all cases, definitely in all cases in the early game, but even in almost all cases in the mid and late game, you are going to want to pick the more powerful card, regardless of rune, and then let the chips fall where they may. Um, It's only when you start having a pointed deck already that you want to go in one direction, uh, or avoid going in one direction, and that's that's very advanced stuff. That's just not part of uh, our our card review uh, or or the math. Yeah, and look, the system at the end of the day might be quite tilted or quite advanced, and uh, I wouldn't put it past Blizzard to, if they wanted to put in the extra work, do something that's more heavily weighted towards you making these decisions, and they reward you or, or point your deck in a certain direction. But as of right now, even though we have that information from Matt London that you get to control the, the direction of your deck, um, it certainly doesn't seem like that is going to be that big of an impact but it could yeah um so that is uh that is death knight is there anything else we should cover about death knight before we just jump into the cards uh, the hero power the hero power if you want to keep that in consideration is uh two mana you summon a uh, one one charging ghoul which one is an undead minion very important some of these undead synergies and two uh it is also a uh like it'll die at the end of the turn so it's effectively a ping. It can ping face, it can ping enemies, it can't go through taunts, but it has uh, both synergies with uh, undead, because it is an undead, and also synergies with corpses, because it generates a corpse. And corpse is a mechanic that is unique to Death Knights, and you'll see it a lot. Um, you get to use a certain number of, of corpses uh, when you play certain cards, and that'll give it the special extra ability. Um, so for those, you have to first obviously generate the corpses. Only your friendly minions count as corpses. Um, so yeah, I think we covered everything now, as far as the mechanics go. 
Yep, uh, that's basically it. Um, and then, of course, the the way that the runes were con- constructed is very like not very different, but it's like you have three rune slots, and you are able to actively select um, if you want three blood runes, which you shouldn't from from what I saw this uh, past week. Uh, if you want three frost, or if you want two frost and one blood, etc., etc. Um, but that is how it works. They made one class. Uh, but they effectively made this like very, uh, very dynamic class in which they are printing a lot of cards for, and they want you to feel as as though you have a, a lot more control over these things, and you have a lot more choices, um, which is very smart. Like they they did a great job in the design of this class. Yeah. Um, and you do have all these choices, so you're going to see all the different mechanics that you know and love or hate in this class. Uh, literally almost like everything. Um, on the other side, it's been pretty easy to actually value these cards. Um, usually there's new mechanics to play with, and like things get weird, uh, but because this is the first Death Knight set, uh, set, nothing was really weird. Everything was pretty straightforward, and there was everything, but it's all recycled. So it was all kind of pretty easy and straightforward on the on the math side uh, of how uh, of how uh, the, these cards like that were valued at the base. Um, so uh, yeah, um, the other thing about the Death Knight cards before we jump into it is that they're not overpowered. Uh, we mentioned this uh, in our in our Death Knight kind of like just kind of talk in earlier Light Forges, but you can look through these cards yourself, and I think most people's first impression is like, hey. This is not an overpower thing, whereas when they looked at Demon Hunter, they're like, oh my god, what is happening? And everybody was right about Demon Hunter. Oh my god, what was happening? All the cards got nerfed. I don't think that's going to be the case here with Death Knight. It feels like they learned their lesson. There's some powerful Death Knight cards. There's not a lot of bad Death Knight cards. There's a lot of good Death Knight cards. Uh, almost all of them are playable, even in Arena. Uh, but the actual premium ones, like even A-tier cards, there's not that many of them. And there's basically no s tier cards outside of legendaries uh so it's uh it's it's not gonna be um a terrible thing for these for this set to enter the arena when it comes to power balance when it comes to um just kind of swings and all that it's going to be a very normal thing i feel like it's going to integrate very nicely and the other way it integrates very nicely is that it's not doing anything crazy, right? Remember Demon Hunter with all the new mechanics and also a hero power that costs only one mana? Death Knight stuff is tame. It's recycled stuff and the hero power costs two mana and is effectively a ping for like the vast majority of times you're going to use it, which we already have in like half the classes. So everything's just very tame, very easy to slot into this game, will not be super game-changing, I think. It'll be fun. Right, this is kind of like good balance, good design um, as far as uh, the class goes, and I think the Death Knight generates enough excitement by itself that you didn't really need the mechanics themselves to be like eye-opening. Yep. So get ready to see a lot of cards in like the B tier category, which, as you remember, uh, historically B tier cards are cards that you are really happy to have in your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Death Knights have a ton of very, very good cards, but perhaps you guys have been playing a lot of the recent arenas. Um, let's not 
like let's remember that the recent arenas are not sort of uh, the way that things are. It's not going to be Mookless Champion closing out a game, right? It's not going to be um, kind of an Obsidian Destroyer closing out a game. Uh, we are going back to a meta, and we are have been in metas, if you remember, like the Colossal meta, you know, like all of the, even recently, like this, the ones with just Skull and Mance Academy in them, we're in metas in which card draw is very, very easy to get, generation is very apparent, uh, you, you don't just have vanilla stats, you have vanilla stats that also discover, that draw, you have big tempo swings, right? Um, when something mm -hmm. like a derailed coaster is just considered fair, right? Like, it's obviously very good, but it's like, oh, okay, they played a de derailed coaster. It's not like, oh my god, how could they possibly have a derailed coaster here? So that's the sort of meta that we are returning to. These are the expectations that we're returning to. So when we say, you know, something is not that powerful, it's like, okay, you have to expect this in 2022. And if you're expecting less than this, you're not you weren't realistic <laughs> yeah. with your expectations. That that's it. So of course there are very very powerful cards even with today's expectations, right? Um but some of these cards that are Yes, clear power creeps on old variants of cards, and you're going to see. They're like, oh, okay, this is just a good card now, and mm -hmm. it's because that's where we're at. All right. Let's jump in. Um, this order, we're just going to go in from the top down, and so the order is going to be commons, then rares, then epics, and each of the sets first. Like, So first it's just the basic cards, and then it'll be the Path of Arthas cards, and then it'll be... Uh, uh, the new set, March of the Lich King cards. And within each of them, we go by rarity, and within each rarity, we go by mana. Uh, so this is not how we normally do it uh, for um, uh, the, the neutrals, because uh, this is not a neutral one. This is a, this is a class. We're not going with like the top five in Death Knight cards. You'll, 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 you'll hear them. We'll point them out that they're really powerful when we get to it. Um, so pay attention. We're also not showing the tier score on the screen because that would take way too much work, unfortunately. So instead, you just gotta listen. And this will be updated into our Google Sheet spreadsheet that we keep um, with, uh, with all of our card predictions that we never update. Uh, even if we're wrong, even if they buff or nerf a card, it's just, it's not a tier list. It's just, no, we're, we're not updating this stuff. It's just our predictions. Um, so these will forever go down as our predictions. And if we're super wrong, like say with some locations, I see some people in Twitch chat mention that. They're wrong forever. Um, and if you're wondering about that and you're remembering what happened in uh, Nathria, I actually went back because we were off in Nathria uh, a bit on the top cards. We had Sinrunner at A and Stoneborn General at A. And Sinrunner should be a B plus. I've recalculated it. it. Should be a B plus, not an A. And Stoneborn General should be a B. So that was just like that was our bad. Um, I think the Stoneborn General was also a meta thing. Like, well, the meta made it terrible, right? Because the meta made it worse than even a B. Um, but it it's still like even in a, it would have to have be a very good meta for it for it to actually reach a potential of maybe A. Because, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you, you guys saw it. You've seen Stoneborn General now in a number of metas, and you'll see it in other metas where it'll be better. But I don't think you're going to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, they rated it correctly at A, uh, which we defended for a while. But but I'm, I'm, I'm taking that back now. Uh, that being said, 
Famish Fool is still an A. I know it doesn't necessarily always perform like it's an A. I fully believe that is a meta thing, and Famish Fools is just a ridiculous card. Anyway, I back think, to... I, I think you'll find uh, people who agree with you there. Like, okay. A lot of people like Famish Fool. Yeah. Good, good. Because we got, we got, those are the three like cards that we're like, these are A, they're so good. And then the stats came out and we're like, oh no. And then we like played with them and we're like, oh no. No, I, I think people might disagree with you on something like the General or Sin Runner. I, I just, just from my, my feeling, um, mm-hmm. I think people more agree with you on Famish Yeah, on the Famish Well, good, good. Because the Famish is the only one we're keeping at A, um, you know, if we were to update the list. Okay, Death Knight. Refocusing, going to Death Knight. Hopefully this works. If you uh, are watching this on YouTube, we will be showing the cards. Uh, or Twitch, we will be showing the cards. Uh, if you are listening to this on a podcast, we will read the cards out loud before we do it, as usual. So, first card we're going to do is Body Bagger. Body Bagger is a common neutral uh, in the basic set. All these are going to be common neutrals until I tell you it's going to be a rare. Uh, so, it's 1 mana, 1 3 undead. Battle Cry, gain a corpse. So it's it's as if it has two bodies for the corpse mechanic, uh, but otherwise it's just a one mana one three undead. It's a C. Yep. Um, look, one mana one threes are good. Undead tag matters, as you will see like very soon. Um, it, it matters for uh, some things, but this is uh, this is fine. Uh, I think if yeah. it didn't have all these ta- like a one mana one three, I think typically is what a D plus. Something, no, something I think like it's, it's typically a C too because it's, it's one it's out of like three is like there. about Yeti. Okay. It's like a very low C, right? It's like, like would you take a one out of one three or a Yeti? Questionable, right? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of questionable. It depends on your deck. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's kind of where it is. And Yeti is um, the very bottom of C or the very top of D plus. All right. So this one bumps it up to a C. Yep, that's fair. Uh, next one is Skeletal Sidekick. Skeletal Sidekick is a 1 mana 1 2 undead. Battlecry, give a friendly undead plus 2 attack. There you go. Look, undead uh, undead tag already doing doing things. This is a C. Um, I, you're going to be able to get this off. I mean, first of all, the hero power is undead, right? So, I'm not saying it's great, but you could always hero power and then add to its uh, add two to its attack as well. So you're you're not not never, but very rarely saying like, well, this is completely wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a C. It's it's fine. Yeah. Um, if you think about it with the hero power, it's three mana for a three one uh, charge and a one two. Like it's fine. Um, okay. Uh, next one is these are all the common basic cards so you're not going to get a lot of super super fun stuff here uh, Heart Strike is the next one this one is a red card um, red is what blood I, I blood. marked them with the color so uh, I'm going to start saying red, blue, green instead of blood, frost and unholy it's okay like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change it, guys. We need to change for Adulto, okay? So he's gonna just say one green, two blue, and you just gotta know that means like, okay, two blue. That means double frost, right? Yeah, uh, we right. have to do this for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, uh, one red, one mana, one red, heart strike, deal three damage to a minion. If that kills it, gain a corpse. 
Um, okay, gaining a corpse, again, is not the biggest deal. It's, like, helpful, but especially in the arena, I get the feeling you'll have plenty of corpses because you don't have that many class cards, and of the class cards you have, only a few of them use corpses. Um, it's not like, oh, I got a Death Knight class card. It's going to use a corpse. No, the corpse mechanic is only in, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the cards or something. Um, so the corpses are going to stack up. These are the, gaining a corpse is not that valuable. Uh, and your hero power always gains you a corpse, so it, you can also just get more corpses if you need to. Uh, but it is one mana deal three damage to a minion, and and that's good. So it's a B. Yep. All right, you want to do the next one? Battlefield Necromancer. I'll read it, and then you can you can take the first stab. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Battlefield Necromancer is a two mana two three. Uh, it is at the it's two greens by the way two unholies at the end of your turn raise a corpse as a one two risen footman with taunt yeah this is a fun slash annoying one this is a fun slash annoying one this is a really annoying one we have it as an a tier card a tier cards are really freaking good this is just a super duper good way to use your corpse. One, two taunts, like, I know the meta is, like, very different and everything, uh, but you guys have seen how annoying, like, Annoyatrons are. The reason that Goldshire Footmans are bad is just because that takes up a card. You effectively, like, are able to use your corpses to impact the board in this way. I think it's just super good. You don't give up anything either. Um, yeah, I think it's just a super solid A tier card. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's our first A tier card. There are four A tier cards uh, that are non-legendary in the basic set. And then uh, more, you know, uh, in the other set. So this is the first one. Uh, you have a 1-2 taunt. It protects your 2-3. Stuff doesn't get through. You get another one-two taunt. Like this is this is what you want, right? If you think about what is that card? Like green jelly. It's like five mana, three three, and it does the same thing. Um, without without a corpses, obviously. But that's five mana. This is two mana. Yeah, it's a two three, but who cares? Or right? like this is this is an absurd power creep from that card. Now that card is bad. It's not unplayable, but it's pretty bad in today's standards so you did need to power bump it quite a bit but this is a lot of power bumping yeah um, this is analogous to green jelly um and you don't need this to live on forever like all you need is for this thing to live like two turns to be very happy and i understand look you're using up corpses right but yeah. I, this is one of those things in which i think you are very happy to use the corpse Four. And I don't know if you calculate it. How, how many cards, like, what's the sort of ratio between, like, cards that use corpses and how many, like, corpses are you expected to have in the deck? Did you, like, do that sort of calculation? No. You're, because most of the corpses that you have in your deck, so corpse generation is pointless. Most of the corpses you have are, you're going to play it. They're going to come from your hero power, you're going to play minions, like, it's arena, you're going to get corpses. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the amount of cards that actually use corpses, and you'll see. It's not like there's not a lot of them, but no matter how much a lot of them there are, there's still way more other class cards that don't use corpses, right? So 
I think these kinds of cards are made so that if you are splashing this, and in Arena, you're almost always splashing this kind of stuff, uh, rather than going like hardcore corpse build. Because if you have a hardcore corpse build and construct that, I assume you need to generate corpses to keep it going. Um, but in Arena, you, you can't get a hardcore corpse build because you can't generate corpses. So if you go too far down the green side, uh, the unholy side, maybe, maybe you'll have too many cards that use up corpses, and then you won't have enough corpses to go on. But for the most part, the Arena pacing is kind of slow, uh, and um, it's got a lot of focus on just regular minions, and something that takes one corpse a turn is not going to make that big of a dent. You're going to go to later cards, and you're going to be like, use up to eight corpses, and you're like, oh, well, after I play that card, I'm not going to have any corpses left. But this card is not, it's not having that big of a deal. Like, at worst, you just hero power every turn, right? You deal one damage, and it summons up one, too. Um, okay, so that's Battlefield Necromancer. This is the first power card. Uh, that we have for Demon Hunter. I mean, for Death Knight. Yep. Next is Frost Strike. This is uh, another A-tier card. I'm just going to spoil it for you right now. Uh, a lot of A-tier cards coming at you real quick. Uh, super, super good card. It's two mana, two blue, or frost, cut for Frost Strike. And it is a frost spell, uh, categorized as such. Um, deal three damage to a minion. If that kills it, discover a Frost Rune card. That is any card that requires a Frost Rune. Um, so it's a class card. And that's really good. It, 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 they, they just added a discover a class card onto a normal 2 mana deal 3 damage card. Mm -hmm. that's, that's super good. Yeah, it's uh, super good. Like... The condition of you have to kill it, I don't think is nah. really any condition at all. Um, I don't think there's much that has to be explained. And also, these are the Death Knight spells, right? Death Knight Frost spells, in which Frost seems just pretty good in the first place. But additionally, um, they're all new spells. So it's not like you're diluting it with crappy mage secrets, right? Like crappy classic mage secrets but also crappy like mage secrets from the early on expansions no these are all like new spells so your, your quality is real high all right harbinger of winter is the next card this one is a uh, another two blue uh card uh two mana two two undead death rattle draw a frost spell um, this one only comes in at a C, and you may be wondering, hey, hey, we had a two-mana deal three damage where you got to discover a uh, Frost Rune spell, and that one was like A-tier insane. How is this one so bad? Well, two-mana two-twos are bad. Two-mana deal three damage is pretty good. That's, that, that makes up a lot of the score difference. And on top of that, it's a Death Rattle, you don't get to discover it, and you have to have a Frost spell in your deck. Death Knights have Frost Spells, and with the way drafting works, if you go down to blue, you're going to be offered some Frost Spells. But you could also run out of Frost Spells, depending on draw order, and then this card just does nothing. Yep, uh, and then of course, the, the ability to discover inside of the game is more valuable than you drawing something that you drafted before you had that information, right? Mm -hmm. Like you being able to discover means you essentially... You're, you're like drafting much later on, which is always a lot more valuable. 
So this is fine. This is okay. And look, if if you are later on in the draft and you have a ton of frost spells, sure, you mm-hmm. can pick this over other cards. It's not, you know, obviously it's this is one of those things that's dynamic and will change with your with your draft. All right. Next up is Chillfallen Baron. Chillfallen Baron is a three mana two two undead battle cry and death rattle. Draw a card. Uh, I, I love this card's card design because it's basically a giant middle finger to arcane intellect. <laughs> three mana, draw two cards. How about three mana, draw two cards, and put a 2-2 undead on the board? That's the meta now. Um, so yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm serious when I say that's the meta now. That's the power level now. The, the, this card's not an A-tier card. It's almost there, but it's a B-plus tier card. It's not quite an A-tier card. You can give an extra 2-2 onto Arcane Intellect, essentially, uh, and and not hit it, and not hit a A-tier card. That's that's how, like, power creep we've gotten. Yeah, um, I mean, this isn't just, like, adding a 2-2 body. It's like you're adding a corpse, right? You're adding an undead mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, yes, this is sort of where, where we're at. I mean, Arcane Intellect is just, like, not that great. Um, Arcane is like bad. Yeah, so that's that's where we are. This is a a solid B plus card. I think you're happy to have it. I think you're happy to play it. Uh, you still want to play something else on turn three, but this is like the uh, the super loot quarter. Mm hmm. Yep. All right. You want to take the next one? It is a uh, remorseless winter. Remorseless winter. Let's go. All right, right. let's read it. Remorseless Winter. Yeah, you read it. Okay, it is four mana, one blue. Uh, Remorseless Winter. Deal two damage to all enemies. Draw a card. Frost spell. And it's frost. So they just purely power crept on Consecration. Like, it's it's a pure power creep on Consecration. It costs the same. You do exactly the same thing as in, like... You even damage your face just like Consecration, Mm -hmm. except you get to draw a card uh i'm sorry paladins it just is what it is you you know paladins you were created in like 2014 this is a class that's created in 2022 and that's what happens (laughs) you (laughs) you have to attach an extra card to it this is an a tier card um and it's just kind of funny because if you remember when you know hearthstone was in its infancy and you saw those like the trump arena tier list the the uh what was it the icy veins tier list right uh, Consecration was a top, top card for Paladins. Mm-hmm. And now, Consecration, you know, it's still very useful. You still find times in which you really like it. But I don't think anybody would argue it's like, oh, Consecration is the card that, like, you know, Paladins all want. A lot of it's going to be neutrals. A lot of it's going to be, like, class legendaries, of which it's not very hard to get class legendaries anymore. So this is where we're at. I don't I don't know what, like, like do you have a score for a Consecration nowadays? Because for us, this is, um, like, A tier. Yeah, Consecration yeah. is probably, like, a B. Yeah, it's, like, a B-ish, right? Yeah. So this is A. It's it's great. It's really nice. You rarely get anything higher than A. So when you see this, I'm not saying it's an auto-auto pick, because there are some super crazy things. And there's going to be some super crazy things in neutrals as well. But this is... Uh, almost going to be an auto pick as it should be it's ridiculously strong yeah um 
I we, we actually was one of the late cards that changed scores because I had done the score twice and both times I read it as deal damage to all minions rather than all enemies because my mind just could not comprehend that this was not Volcanic Potion with an extra card draw attached to it at four mana, right? And instead this was actually just Consecration. Yeah. Just Consecration. So not only did it not hit their face, but it also hit your minions in, yes. in your variant. Yeah. Yes, and I was like, oh, this is an okay card. It's actually not that great. I'm surprised they didn't make it better. And it was just so much better that it was outside the scope of my ability to read. Yeah. So once again, this is an A, and if you're wondering why it isn't an S, it's because I think you've seen, you guys have seen the extent of S's. You know, we're getting into, like, Colossal's territory, yeah. right? We're getting into... Well, Colossal's are S+, plus and above S+, plus even. They're, like, S++, plus plus, the good ones. Sure. So... But but it is like S is uh, what is it? Caverns. caverns That's always my below. pick for S. It's uh, caverns. It is uh, what else? Arbor up. Arbor up was was Arbor up was an was S one. Um, yeah, th- those yeah, are Arbor sort up of is like, like your the lowest S. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like this is not at that level, but it's no. close, right? It's A. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not very bad. good. It's not it's even very A plus, good. but it's very good. Yeah, it's very good. Yep. Okay. Next up, we have. Uh, why can't I find this card? Did I just, like, make up a card? No. It is going to be higher up, I believe. Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay. It's higher up. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the card is Death Strike. Death Strike is one red. Uh, it's four mana. Deals six damage to a minion. Lifesteal. So One you have red. a fireball that can't go face, and uh, you like steal instead. Yep, indeed. So uh, this is going to be what? What is it? A C? No, this is going to be a C. Um, it's and good. C's are better than a Yeti. Like it's it's fine, but it's nothing special. This is the power creep that's happening nowadays. This is nothing special. You fireball, and you uh, you get you get six extra health. Um, and it's just not that big of a deal. It's good. Just I not mean, that big of a deal. Yeah, like, it, it's good. However, the, the so the thing that's really funny about this is, um, health matters. So, w- when you look at it, you're like, whoa, the, the lifesteal is really good. Yes, it is very good for you. The fact that, like, this is not a fireball, right? Like, you mm-hmm. cannot, you, you, you cannot go to their face with it. For, for the that's record, fireball is rated higher. Yes. As, as it should. Um, because the ability to close a game out before craziness happens uh, is worth a lot. It's worth uh, like a, so much these days. So the heal is good, but for a damaging spell that can't go face, um, I'm not saying we penalize it like a ton, but that really does matter. Like what is... Think of the the latest uh, Maw um, in Disorder. There was this mage spell, right? That basically uh, like removed something from the game. And that was 4 mana. That's your like most hardcore hard removal is 4 mana. This one only deals 6 damage. A lot of things in this game have more than 6 health. So yeah, you're healing 6, but... Wouldn't you rather just get rid of Death Rattles and totally remove anything? Like, this is not a hard removal. And, and it kind of should be, by today's standards. Yep. Okay. I think that's all we need to say about that. 
Next one is Possessifier. Possessifier is five mana, one green, three, three, battle cry. Summon two one, one fighters with Rush and Reborn. Two one, one fighters with Rush and Reborn. So when things are reborn, they get generated with one, they get like a death, it's essentially a death rattle where they only have one health. But these are one ones anyway, so they just like kind of like pop up again. And they have Rush again because it keeps all the things that, uh, that it has. So you effectively get to deal 4 damage, however you choose, and you get a 3-3 base. I mean, look, this is uh, a better bomb lobber, right? Like, by far. This is, uh, like a better-ish kind of, um, derailed coaster. I mean, depending. Eh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, I, this is certainly, like, a, a really good standalone play. Right, like for example, with the bomb lobber, that's a terrible standalone play. Like if the board is empty, you kind of can't play it. This, you know, you can just toss it there. Uh, so this is a B. This is a B, uh, and I think if you want to say it's like, oh, you know, it's it's quite good. It's like a high-ish B. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, but that's sort of where we're at. You can see what it lacks. Like you probably don't win the game off of this. It's just like a really solid piece for your deck that'll push the advantage or help you come back. Um, and that's sort of where bees are. This is just like, if someone plays this, I'm like, oh, I expected this. This is just yeah. kind of the quality of cards in your opponent's deck that you expect in a standard meta. Uh, if you remember from, like, six months ago, for example. Not the, not the current meta or the prior metas. Um, basically not since, uh, not since uh, Nathria uh, came out. Um, but before that, and that's what we're going back to... Um, this is a this is a pretty uh, expected but very powerful card, right? Expected power. Whereas A tier cards is like what, like some of these A tier cards, like we just went over that one, which uh, Frozen, what whatever, Frost, Remorseless Winter, where I didn't, my mind couldn't even comprehend. Um, okay, so uh, after Possessifier is Army of the Dead, five mana, and this is a two green. Uh, it is a shadow spell. Raise up to five corpses as two two risen ghouls with rush. So that is ten tens worth of stats for five mana. Pretty good, pretty good. And they all have rush. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Gives you a bunch of corpses. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, you look at it, you're like, oh, it uses uh, five corpses. Well, okay. It also literally gives you back five corpses. So it's not actually using up the corpses even. You just have to have it. Um, it also is No, no, no. It does not. No, no. Oh, well, oh, by the way, not. if you don't know this mechanic, risen things do not give you corpses. Oh. Yes. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Okay, well, I don't think it affects the score because this was well in the A category, and the fact that it is not going to give you back five corpses does not drop it from an A. No, it does not. Not for me, anyways. Uh, these are scores that we agree with, so no. It certainly does not change it from the A rating for me. But for all of you guys out there, look, maybe Adelto was just testing you guys. He, he isn't. He isn't, by the way. He no, actually doesn't. No, I have no score. idea. But this is, reason, even... this is the Wait, reason. This is the reason. How do you know this? We we know this oh, by now. Oh, because Risen Ghoul literally has a like a, a additional description on it that says doesn't leave a corpse. 
Yes, that's another okay. way for me to say we know this by now by reading. Okay, okay. Like, I, I just I, I didn't read. Okay, I just thought oh, this was like the skeletons. Remember how we had to revalue all the freaking um, uh, uh, mage cards from um, from the last expansion because I just assumed that they were all two twos that did nothing and were vanilla because oh it would God. be totally silly if they were actually the skeletons that like had death rattles deal two damage. And then they were. And I was like, well, all these cards went from being okay to being absurdly powerful. Yep. <sighs> okay. All right. This this thankfully didn't change anything. But yeah, uh, Army of the Dead is an A-tier card. It is uh, a super, super good card. Uh, 10 damage, mostly super you get to good. decide which way they go. Yep, super duper good. Um, it certainly doesn't impact my thoughts on the card. It, it did impact your understanding of a mechanic in this game, though. Yes, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, can you play it on curve? Maybe. Depends on what maybe. you play before Yeah, then. maybe. Totally. Yeah. Five Could corpses be. on turn five? Yeah. Totally doable. Uh, not not always. Maybe not even most of the time. Depends on your deck. But doable. All right. Uh, next up is No Muncher. This one's a six mana card. We're getting into the higher mana cards. It is one red. Uh, it is a five, six taunt with lifesteal. And at the end, also undead. At the end of your turn, attack the lowest health enemy. Um, so it's understated pretty heavily. With six mana, you should get more than a six, six rush. Not a not a five six rush that you can't control. Uh, the taunt is helpful, but you're gonna lose a bunch of health to begin with because you already attack something because it effectively has weird form of rush because it's attacking the lowest health enemy at the end of your turn. Um, you get some health from it. That's nice. You always get some health. The life steal will always trigger because you're attacking something. Um, but overall, it's just kind of like. It has the potential to be insanely good, and it doesn't quite make it there. Um, so, w with everything you're saying, I think people are expecting it to be like a C or something. Oh no, no, no! This is B plus. Yeah, I'm trying to describe it's good. why it's not a C. See, a. how many out of you, uh, of you guys were surprised? And with what he already said, you guys were expecting like a C or a C plus. No, this card is good, dude. Yeah, let's let, let's talk about how good it is. And how you can just deal five face damage to quite a few people. And even if you don't kill them right away, the fact that they were at 10 health and now they are at five and they are forced to deal with you is huge. The fact that, you know, you can charge something that was probably going to die anyways, or was kind of like a small thing that you might have wanted to value trade next turn anyways. Yes. That's huge. The immediate heal is huge. So... Once again, you kind of just baited people because you're like, well, yeah. the body's not good. This ain't great. You're like negging this but, card. But there's like a lot of things, right? Like it kind of, it like adds up. I just want people to not go crazy with this card. I feel like this is the kind of card that you can look at and be like, okay, so it has Rush, it has Wind Fury, essentially, in a weird form. It has Taunt, it has Lifesteal. Like, what? Um, like, it does have all those things. They're just all kind of like nerfed versions of all of them, except the Lifesteal. The Lifesteal's super good. But like... The stats are nerfed, the taunt is nerfed, the uh, rush aspect is nerfed, the wind fury aspect is super nerfed. Uh... Yes. 
But look, it's a B plus. I think most people would agree with that. Like the ability to go face, and here's the thing: the ability to go face doesn't matter early on until it does matter, mm-hmm. right? So when this thing goes face is when it matters the most. As in, I mean, first of all, if it's an empty board, then you just get five free uh, free face damage with five heal. That's fantastic, right? Yeah. Wow, that's that's great. Um, you're basically holy firing their their face for free. Uh, well, not for free, but on on top of the uh, on top of the body, um, it protects you you right. Like you immediately get the five heal. It protects you if you're in trouble, and it gets to go offensive. Like B plus, this is a this is a good card. B plus mm-hmm. is is quite high, and uh, it's because it does so much whenever you need it. Super like this card. Okay, I mean it's not an A tier card. Yeah, I think it's held back by a couple like it is awkward right sometimes the ability does get in the way if we're ever in a meta in which there is like a basilisk or something you're just like oh god like stop yeah um there are times in which you the ability you're like please don't attack that thing um yeah and also it's like it's still easy to remove right like if you put it out there yeah yeah, it's not it's not three two it has it's five three afterwards like it's gonna die the next turn it was six mana um so yeah uh it's it, it it's a very complicated card like this is one of those cards that you're just like why is this a common card this feels like an epic card but it's a common card um and uh so it's, it's also an ugly card i think that's what's also hurting my like kind of uh appreciation for this card and why i'm kind of down on it it's like a like this guy's ugly i mean he is a no muncher i don't know how dashing of a picture you're imagining but if you're listening to this on a podcast you can't see the picture ah this is like even amongst the undead this is not a this is not a a, a good one can you show me a good looking undead like what's a well i mean there's some cool looking undeads or fierce looking undeads this guy's just like a fat slobby half his face is falling off but he's not like what about patrick huh what about Patchwork? I don't know. What does Patchwork look like? Oh, Patchwork looks way better. I mean, you know, not like nicer looking, but like way more together, right? Like, I like the art for Patchwork. Hmm. It's not the No Muncher art. I just mean it's the No Muncher. It's the character. Like, that is just... It's not doing it for me. Ah, I see. Yeah. The new the new Patchwork art is, um, I think, uh, even better than the, like, Battlegrounds Patchwork art. Alrighty. Anyway, anyway, enough enough of my aesthetic appreciation of the undead or lack thereof. The final common card in basic is a weapon. It's your first weapon of Death Knights. Yes, Death Knights have weapons, of course. Um, it is a six mana five two lifesteal weapon, and it, it's a two red. That's what it takes for you to start using these weapons. Um, uh, it's what can you say? It's a six mana for five two. It has life steal, but who cares that much about life steal? Uh, when you it's, it's like ten life, right? Like you know how much it's going to steal over the course of two turns, and uh, and it's not on curve anymore the way uh, Arcane Arcanite Reaper is. So it's just like much worse than Arcanite Reaper. It, it's there. It's fine. Um, like yeah, I, I don't know. What did we give it? We gave it a C. 
Yeah, okay, that's fair, right? It's like, fair. It's still it's, a weapon. Well, 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 look, it still has lifesteal, right? It still has lifesteal mm-hmm. to it. I The lifesteal really redeems... I mean, I'm not saying it redeems it, right? But it it helps it out it's a lot. A, it does a, a lot of heavy lifting here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a weapon. Weapons are really good in arena. But it's like the fairest weapon you could freaking think of in the arena. Super fair. Uh, yeah. Like, and that's that's not good in uh, in today's metas. You you do not want fair as a, as a description of a card. Yep. So it's it's a C. Um, you'll pick it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. All right. So now let's go into the rare cards. The first rare card in basic is Plague's Grain. This one has three green requirements unholy so you got to have a very unholy focused one for uh for this card and it means if you ever pick this card in a draft if you're ever offered and picked it you will see no other class cards besides unholy cards something to think about uh but but uh the card itself is not good (laughs) so you should not pick it it's one mana gain four corpses which again we've established corpses don't matter that much uh shuffle four crates into your deck that summon a 2-2 undead when drawn. So, you know all those cards that do nothing and shuffle stuff into your deck? And then you can maybe draw them and how they're all bad? Well, this one's bad too. It's a D. It's not totally unplayable. But, but like, like, if you play it on turn one, it's like actually totally fine. Because you may have supercharged some of your other cards that can now come out on, the, on, on curve with the corpses and whatever, right? And you have a long time to draw your 2-2s. But like if you get it in the middle of the game, like what are you doing? You just wasted a card. Yeah, um, it's just slow. Like I, I understand. So first of all, Plagued Grain. I think this is a card that has a lot of like I, I saw people using it in constructed right in the tournaments uh, this past week. But this is one that you just don't want to kind of shuffle these things in wait for it to come out etc etc and then even when you get like the first one on a delay and then you get the second one a bigger like anything that's delayed you you really need for it to make up for the lost time right Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't really do that the corpses are nice the two two bodies are fine and for one man you're not giving up that much and that's sort of why it's not lower but you don't want this so there is something to this drafting thing and i feel like we should mention it and it's that any card in the early draft that has three of one color attached to it in the arena means if you pick that card all of your future class cards that are being generated will all be of that so you can create super synergies and when you're looking at super synergies Freezing everything a lot like is potentially a synergy, but the really good super synergy is unholy. It is the green stuff because that's your corpse generation and your usage of corpse. That's your undead buffs. It all comes together in a nice package. And in arena, having some synergies is super super good. So play grains a D overall. But if you want to convince me, depending on the meta, depending on you know whatever things, that this is a totally pickable card as your first pick, I'll buy it. If the unholy package itself is super synergistic, and again, this all affects offering rates and all this stuff that we don't know, right? And the meta that we don't know, because we don't know what role is going to be in the rotation. Just so much stuff we don't know. But in the arena, this could be a much higher pick. And in any card that has three of a certain rune, could be a much higher pick in the early parts of the draft. 
depending on all these factors that we can't possibly predict. Yep. So we'll see. We uh, we shall see. But from yeah. my what I know so far, um, and from my understanding of this card, I'm like, yeah, it's probably too slow. Too yeah. slow, it doesn't do enough. Yeah, like the card itself is still not good. You're kind of like picking it as a way to manipulate your draft. Probably. From the way I understand it. Like, because it seems as though that is like a one, like a one-stop shop to lock yourself in, right? Mm-hmm. To unholy. Yep. That might be amazing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and it might suck. And it might be suck. even more undraftable. <laughs> true, true. It could just be even more undraftable. Uh, okay. Noxious Cadaver is up next. If I can find the Noxious Cadaver. There we go. Um, it's a one mana, one two, one red, uh, undead. Uh, battle cry deals two damage to an enemy and your hero. So let's break it down. It's one mana for a one two, which kind of you should get a little more for one mana, but it's like a thing. And you also deal two damage to an enemy, which you know again you should get a little more these days for one mana, but that's still super good. But you do take two face damage. Um. And it's it's a B. We rated it a B. Yep, it's a B. It's like nice. it's just it's too small. It doesn't do enough for it to be like super good, right? Like, but what it does, it's very efficient. Yep, I think that is fair. Next up is Defrost. Two mana, one blue. It's a frost spell. Draw a card. Spend two corpses to draw another. Um, so this one is a C plus. It's two mana to draw two cards. You do have to use up two corpses, uh, so you're losing a little bit there. But again, you're going to get so many corpses. Like, this is two corpses is not going to be that big of a deal. Uh, so it's two mana, draw two cards. Uh, and that is a C plus. Like, I told you guys, Arcane Intellect is trash these days. It's, it, like, they, they really need to, you know, make it a two mana card. That's just kind of how it is. They, they've made Thought Steal a two mana card. Yep. Alright, so Defrost is a nice little C-plus card. Um, yeah, I agree with you. You know, we're always using Arcane Intellect as kind of like a uh, a foundational point. But, wait, so what, what would its rating be right now? Uh, I can actually probably do that super quick. Because it. it's a very basic card. Da, 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 da. Um, Arcane Intellect will be a C tier card. If I'm doing this correctly, yes, it will be a C tier card. I think that's fair. Yeah, and this is a C plus. Yeah, I think that's so. pretty fair actually. All right. Um, and what was the other? What did we give? Uh, Chill, Chill, Fallen Baron. Chill, Fallen Baron's a B plus card. If you're looking at all the draw two card kind of cards I'm putting next to each other. Okay. Okay. Um, next is Bone Digger Ghost. Again, if I can find these cards. There we go. Uh, Bone Digger Ghost, two mana, one green. Uh, it's a two mana, two two, undead. Battle Cry, spend a corpse to gain plus one, plus two. 
So it could be a 3-4. Or it's a 2-mana two 2-2. Two, two. Um, so any of these things that has, like, spent a corpse, you're, you're going to have a corpse before you play this card. Right? Like, you have to be really pushed to play this card as actual 2-2. Two, two. But it means it probably can't come out on curve unless you, one, have a 1-drop, and two, you can make your 1-drop die. Which is pretty hard. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, uh, but it doesn't happen in most games. Uh, so this is a questionable 2-drop, but it is almost always a 2-mana 3-4 at the cost of 1 corpse. And yep. uh, that's a C. Yeah, look, if you can guarantee a 1-drop, this is obviously pretty A dead 1-drop. Yeah, a, a dead, dead one drop. drop. That's the problem, mm -hmm. right? It has to it has to die as well. So you have to be able to kill it off. If you kill it off, is it going to be advantageous in the first place? I don't know. Maybe right. And then later on, the the question is like, what is the value of a two mana three four later on in the game? It's not that valuable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like the the game has moved past that, right? In the current meta, you drop a totem golem, and I know it overloads, but you drop a totem golem and like. The amount of pressure that you're able to put on sometimes uh, in, in this weird meta that we're in right now is a lot, right? You feel the effects of a totem golem when it is dropped. Uh, if you drop a totem golem later on, I don't even care in this meta, right? And mm. in the new meta, I just really don't care. The amount of not, AoEs not and comeback mechanics and crazy, crazy, like, four for one five for one cards uh that either we have seen and maybe in the meta or we haven't even seen yet right like crazy legendaries that are still being revealed we, we just saw some crazy ones today um you you know you getting a two mana three four really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things yeah um People in chat right now are asking, do you coin hero power this if you have a coin? Like, coin coin hero power and then it'll buff this, right? Because you'll have a corpse. Uh, you, you do not. I, no. I think chat is leaning towards sometimes. No, no, no. You you do not. Like, this, that would be the same as coining out a uh, a totem golem. Do you ever coin out a totem golem as your first... Not even your first move, your second move. So Wait, you don't even get nothing. the initiative. Yeah, you you like coin out a totem golem that has like uh uh what do you call it uh the thing that keeps it um oh why am I blanking on this you know the thing that makes it not really on the board and it pops out the next turn dormant dormant yeah that has dormant one you coin out a totem golem with dormant one and then you lose your next turn would you do that no 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 you wouldn't yeah look. yeah you're looking shocked that i don't remember the key toward dormant yeah you know forget it we're gonna move on but <laughs> no like this is this is one of those things in which you you uh obviously don't do that because for like uh, I i'm understanding why we would do that <laughs> because i'm trying to explain why you wouldn't do that i'm like because you just won't it's not mana yeah, efficient you, you don't won't. gain anything yeah, so you, you just spend don't... four mana to get a spider tank why would you spend four mana to get a spider tank yeah well, uh, uh, sorry, a spider tank a that dealt spirit. one damage to their face. Or uh, that yes, dealt one yes. damage to something. A spider right? tank that... Yeah. undead spider tank that dealt one damage to their face. True, true. Uh, so don't do that. Mm -hmm. and, and this is why this is a, a C. It's fine. But yeah. there's some weird oddities with it. Um, and whenever you gain the advantage much later on, it's not really the advantage. Yeah. Um, okay, next card. 
Anti-Magic Shell. This is one of those first cards that they reveal to us for God knows what reason. Uh, it's uh, three mana, one green, shadow spell. Give your minions plus one, plus one. And can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. This one's a D. It is bad. In Arena, this is not like... Give your minions plus one, plus one is a one mana card. I, I, I Like, in the game from like four years ago. Like, this is a three mana card. And your minions can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. Whoop-de-doo. That is not like a hugely beneficial mod in Arena. Um, so just, this is a D and it's barely a D it's bad. Yeah, it's, it, it just is real, really, really bad. Um, that's, that's basically it. I don't know what more to say about it. Yeah. Graveyard shift. You want to do the next one? Sure. Uh, graveyard shift is. I tried to find it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to pull it up first. Yeah. That's why, why. Why can't I pull up Graveyard Shift? I, I don't know why you can. There's Graveyard Shift. Okay, I'll read it. It's a three mana, one green. A Graveyard Shift. Summon two one one zombies with Reborn. <laughs> two mermies. How can you go two wrong mermies. with that? Uh, what's better than one mermie? Two mermies. Look, it's fine. We have it at a C rating. Um, it does its job, right? It, it like, gives you corpses. It uh, puts two sticky things on the board. Is it the power level that you expect from uh, from a three drop? Not really. But you still play two fives, right? If you play two fives, you'll, you know, this is this is kind of okay. I think yeah. a C rating is fine for it. Like, you know, we're, we're at that sort of, like, Yeti-ish kind of, kind of tier where... Uh, you'll take this. And I think in today's meta, like, you prefer something like this over something like Yeti, right? In which it is stickier. It is more awkward for people to clear. And most importantly, it also gives you corpses. Yeah. If you think of, like, a normal 3-drop, three, 3 mana, summon 2-2-2s. Two, two, two. That's normal. Like, that's not special. That's... I don't even know if that's C. That may be D+. This one's more annoying. And if you're thinking, oh, 2-2 two, two or a 1-1 one, one reborn, um, maybe on turn 1 they're similar... But even then, I'd rather have a 1-1 Reborn. But by turn 3, you definitely want your 1-1 Reborn. So, it's a, it's a C tier. Double Mermy, though. That's what you guys should mm -hmm. focus on. Alright? Double Mermy is here. Uh, so, uh, Legend Heart in chat did point out a very good point, which is that I skipped a card, which should not surprise anybody. Um, and that's a 1-mana. So, remember, these are all rares. We've done the common ones. Uh, for basic set, now we're doing the rare ones. We'll go on to the other sets after this. So I skipped this because it should have been done first. It is Rune Forging. Rune Forging is a one mana shadow spell. Draw a weapon. Spend a corpse to reduce its cost by one. So if you're not playing this on turn one, like one, if you're playing this on turn one, you probably that's probably a free mana anyway because you would play anything else besides this almost on turn one unless you know the weapon you're going to draw is two mana and you need it for turn two or like some weird stuff like that, right? So you're probably going to have a corpse and you spend the corpse and so this is effectively free and so you effectively swap this card with a weapon in your deck. Weapons are good. You want weapons. Well, the one weapon we've shown is not good, but you're probably not going to draft it that much. There, there's some good weapons in uh There's some, in, there's in some good way. weapons. There's some decent yeah. weapons. Even the weapon that we showed, you're like, you could draft it. I don't know. It's not it's not a bad card. Mm -hmm. Like you, you you can and will draft it sometimes. Uh you're just not gonna be super happy about it, but that's okay. Yeah. So that's uh, that's rune forging. And of course the downside is that you draw all your weapons before this card, and then the card does nothing. Yeah, um, but but normally this is like a, a pretty big plus. Like you want your weapon over a random card in your deck. 
Uh, right, okay. Now we can move on. Now we can move on. Let's move on to Yamajar Deathbringer. Is that how you pronounce it? Because <laughs> it's Y M I R Jar. Uh, I actually don't know. I'm I'm going to sit this one out. How about that? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit <laughs> this right. one out. Because okay. this isn't the only one. There's a couple you, of Yummy Jar you, cards. You can call it Yummy Jar. That's fine. Yummy Jar. It's okay. Yummy Jar. Yeah. Yeah. So the the Yummy Jar Deathbringer is a three mana three three, and it has taunt. And Death Rattle is spend three corpses to summon a three three risen Yimajar with taunt. And again, risen stuff we now know do not generate a corpse. Um, but yeah, it's a bear, and bears really suck these days. Uh, so if you want to play this on curve, you better have three corpses, or else you're playing a very weak three drop. If you do have three corpses. Uh, you get two of these, which is good. Definitely great on turn three. But after turn three, you're still spending the corpses. And three mana for two bears. One coming off on a death rattle. And, uh, like, that's more than you normally get for the mana. But it's not exactly game-changing. So we rated it a B. B is good. B is fine. You know, B is fine. So... Once, I, I feel like this is another example where you're just like, oh, bear is bad, blah, blah. And people are like, oh, well, it's, it's a double bear. Real. Yeah, it is a double bear. Yes, it's a double bear. Double bear is fine. Double bear is absolutely fine. So what's keeping this kind of like, um, like B is kind of, like, I hear people in chat saying, oh, this is actually kind of high. Um, it, there is a chance you can play it as a three drop. You yeah. only need three corpses. And you, and you only need a, two before you play this. Yeah, exactly. So let's say you coin out two and then play another two and you're able to kill both of them. Or you just have like a, a Murloc Tidehunter or something. Like this thing becomes amazing on three. So a decent part of its value is actually being able to be triggered on three. Because it's such absurd value if it happens. Now it's unlikely that you'll be able to trigger it on three. But if you do, crazy things happen. And that goes, like, that's one of my worries about um, these cards that are on curve and have the, uh, the corpses mechanic where it takes corpses and then it gives you a whole crap ton more tempo. This is hardly the only one. I don't know if we've done another one yet, but there's like a few of these in here. Uh, they're terrible for Arena. They are awful for Arena. Because it is in, there's no strategy in it. There's no skill. You either end up with those corpses in the early game where you don't have those corpses. And the card goes from either like pretty much unplayable uh, on curve to like win you the game almost if played on curve. I, uh, this is not going to be good for Arena. Alright. Go next. Uh, next is Rhymefang Sword. Uh, speaking of better weapons, it is a 3-mana 2-3 weapon. That feels normal, 2 blue. Um, and uh, after your hero attacks, reduce the cost of a spell in your hand by 1. Remember, this is 3 charges, so you'll eventually reduce it by 3. You'll re reduce something by 3, right? You'll reduce 1 or multiple things by 3. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's a B. That's good. The reduction matters. Like... You know, getting that uh, that tempo, you effectively get this for free uh, after a while, right? You make up for its cost. Um, and we can talk about, yeah, crazy things happen all the time. But making stuff cheaper, um, especially spells in which, like, you... Re like, 
on average, spells tend to give, like, a bigger swing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They open up the game a lot more. So you reducing the cost of spells is really, really freaking good. Uh, You know, you obviously want your weapon to be a little bit more attack, but the effect is really, really nice. Yep. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, an example of a, a better weapon than the first one we showed you. Uh, next is Rhyme Sculptor. Rhyme Sculptor is a card I need to find on this list. Um, why can I not find this card on this list? Oh, because it's freaking 5 mana. I didn't realize we jumped so much. That was a 3 mana card, we're now at a 5 mana card. Rhyme Sculptor is uh, 5 mana, 1 blue, 3-3 uh, three, three undead. Battle Cry, summon 2-1 two, two, Rhyme Elementals with... Death Rattle, deal 2 damage to a random enemy. So these are skeletons, uh, but they're 2-1 instead of 2-2. And uh, you have a 5 mana card that's already giving you 3-3, 2-1, 2-1, and then they have the Death Rattles. It's a B. B. Very solid. It's good. It's like a little mini Dr. Boom. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a little... Uh, well, it's not common, it's right. But, you know, like a common sort of uh, Dr. Boom sort of thing. It's really nice. Um, this is one in which I even consider, I'm like, yeah, maybe it's a B plus, but I think I'm fine with where it's at. It's not like, I think it's just an appropriately good power leveled card for yeah. the current meta. That's where we're at. So if you want to say it's like a B plus or something, sure, I can, I can it's buy it. It's too RNG. It's, a, it's still too it's RNG. It's not too RNG, but it's a little okay. more RNG than I would like for it to be mm-hmm. in order to bump it higher. But it's super solid. Like, y- you're going to be very, very happy drafting B to your cards. Um, so this is, this is going to be like a, um, a very often drafted kind of thing. All right. Um, so next up is uh, the epic cards. We've we've gone past all the commons. We've gone past all the rares for the basic set. Now we're on the epic cards for the basic set. And the first one is a big one. Two mana, obliterate one red. Destroy a minion. Hard removal. Your hero takes damage equal to its health. So there we have it. It's a two mana hard removal in Death Knight. Requires only one red, which means almost all decks can have access to it. Uh, it's a B. Yep. <laughs> it's good. It costs a lot. Here's here's kind of the uh, the problem with a card like this. Um, health matters. <laughs> like health really really matters. The tempo does matter. Like it it, it does, and it's quite nice. I feel like what you are going to want to do a lot of time is just use this on that mid-sized minion. Like, if your opponent drops that, like, 8-8 or 8-9, there there are games in which, like, if you're winning a lot, yeah, you can get rid of it. You don't care. Going from 28 to 20 uh, life, you know, you you really don't give a damn there. But it's those competitive games uh, in which you're just like, Oh man, can I just pay like two, three more mana to have an assassinate, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, to have a siphon soul instead. Like I don't need this two extra tempo. Mana. Yeah. Um. 
so that's really what's holding it back. There's going to be games in which you're really happy that you have this this sort of tempo advantage playing this instead of playing something boring like an assassinate. And then there are games in which you are like, wow, this is, if not unplayable, really, really dangerous and awkward. So, and, and I see people are like, well, hey, Blood is all about, like, gaining health. And, you know, there's, you know, they've given Death Knights, like, uh, lifesteal. And yes, that's true. You don't really get to, from my, you know, from what I understand and from my expectations, you're not stacking your deck with lifesteal items you're going to be in trouble a lot of the time. Arena is kind of defined by its, uh, you know, unpredictability and, you know, the, the, the unstable power level of your deck. So maybe some people are looking at this and they're like, yeah, like I never thought it was that good. But for those who I think feel like it, most people think it's insanely good. It's not insanely good. It, it's, it's not. It's not. It's definitely not insanely good. I think it's you're regular good. I think the smart players are going to look at this as like a mid-game flame cannon and they're just going to take that instead you yeah. know that, that, that's its purpose that's yeah. why it's good by the way i think i said it was a b it's a b plus it's not it's not a, a b so it's but it's not quite an a i feel like most people look at this and auto think it's an a and I would so I remember it being a B plus, and then you said it was a B. I'm like, all right, you downgraded. I'm fine. Like I am. No, yeah. You're I even am lower on this card. Not a, a biggest fan. And once again, you know, this comes from from me saying like B cards are good, and, and they are still good. Mm. But it, it, it's just, I think there are some people who might look at it and they're like, oh, it's it's like really really good, um, and it's no right, like two mana for this conditional, not not conditional, like. But um, an assassinate that has yeah. a life cost to it, do not like. Do not like, like think, it. Think all. about it this way: um, How much would you pay for an extra mana? How much health normally? It's like three or four, right? Well, how much are you paying for this compared to an assassinate? It's like four if you want to use it as normal hard removal. So you're not really getting a deal here. You're just changing stuff. So you better want the stuff. What makes this card? Like, I like the card. I just, I, you know, you need to watch out for its power level. It's not as absurd as some people think it is. Um, but the flexibility is awesome. Like, yes. Murph said, like, you're going to use it as mid-range removal most of the time, I think. Uh, and only as big removal in the emergency situations or the I'm super ahead and I just want to end the game kind of situations. But two mana for mid-range removal? That's cool. That's, you know, that's a great... Use two mana normally deals like three damage or four damage in a weird way. Uh, if you use it to deal five damage, like sure, you take some face damage, but you do that on turn four or five, that's a big swing. Um, and it's a very skillful card because you have to know when to use it, when to hold it, what targets to use it on. Yep, okay, that's where we're at. Repulsive Gargantuan is the next card, it is. Four mana, so, you know. Uh, and it is uh, one blue, three six undead. Enemy characters can't be healed. I don't think there's much to say about this. It's pretty much a yeti. It even kind of looks like a yeti. It's very chilly. Very chill windy. Um, it's fine. So what's its score? Uh, it is the C. It's, right. a, it's a tiny bit better than a Yeti. It has that ability that, you know, could screw your opponents. 
Um, it's it's undead. It's kind of something's going for it that Yeti doesn't. But uh, but yeah, no, it's not. It's a pretty boring card. Like this is what I mean, right? Like I don't understand constructed, but I guess this is a really fancy constructed card. Because this card in no way, shape, or form should be an epic card. While some of these other common cards have like eight things attached to them, and it's really hard to even understand what they all do. Um, but but yeah. Alright, uh, next epic card is Grave Strength. I'll read it, you want to take it? Yeah, it sure. Is, okay, it is four mana, three green. Remember we said about three greens and the ability to dictate the shape of your deck. Shadow Spell. Give your minions plus one attack. Spend five corpses to give them plus three instead. Yep. Look, this is a, a D plus. <laughs> um, you could turn it into some permanent sort of bloodlust. The, the, the thing with bloodlust is like, a lot of times you don't need bloodlust to be permanent. Um, five corpses is a good amount. <laughs> like, it's not insignificant, right? Uh, and without it, without spending the five corpses, God, it's so bad. It's really, it's, uh, yeah, unplayably bad, or you play it and you're just super desperate, right? Like, you, you're going to lose. You, you're, you're super desperate. So, that's why we're at where we're at. Like, Bloodlust being permanent doesn't help out that much. You have to spend five corpses, etc. But, you know, look, you you can use it uh, at some point. It's not like five corpses is impossible to get. So. And you're going to be at three greens, so you're going to get a bunch more corpses. Yeah, you're also going to yeah, yeah. use a bunch more corpses. Like, I feel like greens use more corpses than they actually yes. generate. Um, if Green, you're greens use cards. a lot of corpses, yes. So, like, one of the things actually hurting it from uh, its its own perspective is uh, it's just the fact that it's three greens. It's going to give you more green cards that's going to compete with the same pool of corpses. You're not going to generate a lot of them if you take the high-value arena cards. Um... So, yeah. Um, and, and also, Bloodlust sucks. Like, Bloodlust is... is no, 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 you could pick it technically, but it's, like, bad. And uh, D-plus is... I know it sounds bad, but D-plus is kind of where, like, the best D-plus card is, like, a Yeti, right? D-plus is uh, maybe slightly better than a Croc. Like, they're very draftable cards. Uh, D-plus cards. They're just not... Like, you should never be excited about it. <laughs> We're going to tell you what to be excited about, and it ain't yeah. this one. That's fine. All right. Next up is Stitch Giant. Stitch Giant is a 10 mana card, two greens, 8-8 eight, eight undead, cost one less for each corpse you've spent this game. So need some of that green synergy. And uh, we have that as a D. But I'm going to put a huge asterisk on this one. This could be insanely good. It could. If you have the deck. And because Death Knights allow you to draft in a more synergistic way if you hit upon that like three green in the early going and you go down this green route where you spend a lot of corpses, this could be an insanely good card for the right deck. And the right deck is not like a 1 in 100 deck. The right deck is probably like a 1 in 10 deck. So. Yeah, I agree with that. So whatever our score is here, I would say just look at your deck. Like, look at what you've drafted, how you can utilize it. Because there's a decent chance, I mean, not a high chance, but there's a decent chance you could be 
already down the path of a deck uh, that can really utilize this in a good way. You know, this this isn't some other giant, um, like for example, Clockwork Giant, in which it's like no, like the you creating a deck that makes those giants work is non-existent right it's one in like a thousand or like the situation is not something you can control this is something very controllable and it's something that on average um won't be good but it's worth checking out and worth evaluating so don't look at this score and just be like well you know it's not it's not good on average it's not good but it's very doable like very very doable to make this good yeah um basically don't start with this you may look at two greens and you're like two is almost three no 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 there's a ton of class cards that's one red or one blue and and they will still be in the pool uh you you really do need to lock down that three greens or lock down the actual cards that are spending corpses before you commit yourself to this card it's kind of what the rating means um and, and know that you're unlikely to hit it but not in a super rare way just in a you know way less than 50 percent way uh okay um let's go on to some legendaries because we're doing uh core cards first so we're on to the core card legendaries normally we save the legendaries for the end or whatever but we'll do this before we go to path of arthas cards uh, the first legendary card is a card that, I mean, it's a character that we've seen before, but not in this form. It is Fatharian. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Four mana, one blue, a three, three undead, reborn. Battle cry and death rattle. Deal two damage to a random enemy. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of stuff. It's good. Look. It's a B plus. Um, I saw that this card was run in a lot of uh, constructed decks in in the past week during like the the promotional invitational tournament or whatever, um, and you could already see the power there. This just does a lot, right? And it's it's sticky. It uh, the RNG is not something that you love, but we talked about this when we talked about the the skeletons as well. If you just have enough skeletons and enough procs of of two damage you care a lot less, right? This isn't stupid flame juggler, one damage, and you, like, really care where it goes because, you know, you're playing it on the on the 2-1, right? Uh, you're mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, this determines a huge sway in the early times. This is much more forgiving, as in you have more chances at it. Um, it's 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 nice. It's, it's a nice little B-plus, like, legendary that you're just happy to draft. Yep. Um, next legendary is Deathbringer Sourfang. This is two red. Five mana, three, five taunt. So it's Ascension. Undead. Death Rattle. Return this to your hand. It costs health instead of mana. So the first card is a five mana Ascension. The second card is a zero mana, but it will cost you five health. Sengen. Um It's interesting. And you can think of it as a 5-mana card that is a 3-5 taunt. And then a turn later is another 3-5 taunt, assuming it dies, and it deals 5 damage to your face. That is a lot of stats. That is a lot of taunts for only 5-mana. This one is a A-tier card. 
It's an A-tier card. I think the way to think about it is, look, the initial body obviously isn't great for the cost. What is health, right? Like, let's get philosophical here. What is health? What uh, is life? Yeah, what, what, literally, what is life in Hearthstone? Um, are you just creating better health with this minion? The answer is yes, you, you are. So do you make up for it? I think if you are able to use it once, um, you've already gotten a decent amount of, of value out of it because you have more effectively turned your health into... Because, like, they have to get past Taunt anyways, right? They have to get past Taunt anyways, so they get past that, they've, you know, they've essentially... Or you've essentially used up that 5 HP anyways. Um, so it's you being able to turn your HP into more effective HP that can impact the board. Um, it's you being able to kind of like repeat it if possible uh, to gain that advantage to push, right? So when we say health is a resource, it literally is a resource. Like, you know, there's this play between like health and your board and your options. This just makes it a hell of a lot closer. And that choice is good. I like it. Mm -hmm. And you can think about the scenarios in which, like, you can't play it, don't want to play it. It's a little too risky. I understand all of that. Um, but I think there's a lot of times in which you can, and even when you just play it once, I think it's worth it. Nope. Yep. A-tier card. All right, next one is Overseer Frigidara. It is a six mana card, it has two blues, and it is a five six. Battle cry, draw two spells. If they're both frost spells, deal two damage to all enemies. Now, set aside its power and whatever. Once again, here's the caveat. If the first card you pick is three blue, almost all of your spells, maybe all of your spells, I don't even know if there are neutral spells, there probably are, uh, I haven't checked, but if not all, uh, then almost all of the spells that you're able to draft are frost spells. And then you get a, 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 a guarantee of this effect. But this only has two blues in and of itself. So even if this is the first card, you may end up with non-frost spells. Um, but yeah, you're still drawing two spells. Assuming you still have two spells in your deck, that's a lot of draw. Six mana, five, six body with two draws is, is really damn good. Um, this is a B+. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I, I think that the kind of the problem, or like when you average out this score, um, it if you are fully committed to frost spells, I think it's like real easy to pick this one mm -hmm. as yeah, well. Yeah. Like super easy. It just gets a little bit awkward when you have already picked like something else, uh, like your one blood double frost, right? And then you're like oh, how good is this still? You're just going to have to evaluate it as is. But if you're guaranteed to get uh, double frost spells, um, it certainly elevates it a lot. Oh, hugely. Like, I don't know if it's S tier, but it's probably S tier if you have only frost spells. Something like that. Um, okay. Next up is Patchwork. Patchwork is in the game now, finally, no longer just in BGs. Uh, seven mana for six, undead. Battle cry, destroy a random minion in your opponent's hand, deck, and battlefield. You know, what Patchwork does in Battlegrounds. 
Um, this is good. In case you're wondering if a 7 mana 4-6 that's a hard removal and makes your opponent discard a card is good. It It is. It's an A-tier card. It does a lot. It uh, Also, if your opponent is just holding like one of those you know super power cards, this has like some decent RNG chance of killing it. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's not coming out early, so by that point, you know, sure, they have top decks and maybe recent cards they haven't played, but whatever giant bomb is in their hand, uh, that's probably still there, right? And they had a lot of turns to draw it, to just keep it in their hand or whatever. So if they have a sire in their hand, uh, the later the game goes on and the less cards they have in their hand, you could just burn that sire. So, yeah, that's Patchwork. Uh, A-tier card, very good. And last, but very much not least, last and most, is Lord Marogar. Welcome to the first S-tier card in Death Knight, and the only S-tier card in the core set. It's legendary, you won't see it that often, um, but, but you will see it. Uh, it is 8 mana. And it requires three greens. So when I say you won't see it that often, I don't just mean it is legendary. It is also legendary, and you are only going to be offered it if you have not drafted a red or blue rune card yet. And you are very likely to draft a red or blue rune card pretty quickly in your draft. So this guy has a very low chance of showing up in your average uh, Death Knight drafts. But if he does show up... Um, He's, he's really, really good. 8 mana, 9, 7, undead. Battle cry, raise all of your corpses as 1-1 one, one risen golems with rush. For each that can't fit, give 1 plus 2 plus 2. So they become 3-3 three, three rushes if some don't fit. And it raises all of your corpses. How many corpses do you have? Uh, well, you're 3 green, so uh, you gotta manage it. You gotta manage it. And this is something that you can, like, okay, if you have to use it early, you have to use it early. Or you can save it up for just a giant bomb play. I mean, and if it's beginning to sound a little bit like Sire, that's because it kind of is. Now, it won't kill the opponent right away like Sire, Mm. but this is one of those cards in which, like, okay, when you first reach turn 10, when you first reach turn 8 for this thing, um... Are you going to use it? I don't know, maybe. You'll see. But then by that time, you're like, oh, yeah, I have seven corpses. Do I have a decent play? Let's just do that. I don't need the rush. I don't need all of this. Let's just make stuff bigger, right? So this is one of those cards in which uh, all those corpses that you've built up, this is like the best way to use it. This is such Mm -hmm. a good way to use it. And if you don't need it, that's great. Let's play other stuff. Let's juice up these... uh, big rush minions if you have to use it fine you use it and and you have initiative it's it's amazing so uh, i think this is easy s tier um some of you might think corpses are easier to get than they are some of you might think it's harder to get than it is but if you view it kind of in the way that you view sire as in if you have to use it that's fine but you can save it a lot of the times, and then suddenly, mm. like your opponent's like, "Whoa, they have to be out, right?" You're like, "Oh no, you've just been playing into my hands the entire time." Like now, you got to deal with this nine seven and like, you know, like quintuple three threes um, with rush. So, yeah, 
Yeah. And uh, because of how this card is with the three green runes, your your main problem here is really going to be corpse management. Not in the sense of generating corpses, but in the sense of using corpses. Because all of your class cards, or like a lot of your class cards, are going to use corpses. Green is very corpse hungry. And you don't want to use corpses if you have this card. Unless you have to. Because this is the best use of your corpses. So it's actually a tricky card to use in any draft that would actually have it. Um, on the bright side, because it's three greens, you're much more likely to be offered it early in the draft than later in the draft. So you can start, like, kind of deprioritizing other cards that use corpses. Like, once you have this card in your deck, any card that uses corpses competes with it and should be valued significantly lower than they would normally be valued. Which kind of sucks because you're three greens, so a lot of the good cards you're going to be offered are cards that are going to consume corpses. Um, it's, uh, like, a lot of interesting drafting choices with, uh, with Death Knights and, uh, and these runes. Um, I think overall, you still just, you just draft and then, you know, you see what happens to it. But you gotta be thinking about these things at least, at least, once you have the runes in your, like, draft. Like, once you know you're, like, a this many, this rune, this many, that rune kind of draft, you, you really kind of have to, like, you're, you're a different class now. And the, all the valuations have already shifted. Um, so I don't think you need to proactively do anything crazy with the runes. Maybe you will. It depends on the meta. Whoever knows. Uh, but at the very least, you have to reactively refigure out all of your valuations of your draft once you once you know what runes you have. All right, all right. That's it for the core cards. We got one, two, three, uh. uh Four. We got four common A tier cards. That's a that's a decent amount. It's a, a good amount of power coming in. And then on the legendary side, we have two B pluses, two A's, and one S. So it's good power. It's not like super broken things. Um, and uh, everything's kind of in control. But really, it's all the B's. Like I'm just looking down our list. So many B's and B pluses. Alright, time for Path of Arthas. Time for Path of Arthas. Okay. Path of Arthas. This is, uh, I think, 22 cards. And um, this is uh, going to be coming out at the same time as everything else. This is the equivalent of whatever the Demon Hunter little mini set to get us started is. It's meant to make up for a lot of the previous sets that all the other classes have. Um, but they're not core. So they come in, they go out. For Demon Hunters, a lot of the most annoying cards you associate with Demon Hunters are in this kind of mini set. So we'll see how, uh, how Death Knight uh, works. First, Horn of Winter. Zero mana, Frostbell. Refresh two mana crystals. It requires two blue. They just won't let people innervate anymore. <laughs> yeah, and uh, ramping is a lot better than refreshing mana crystals. This one's a D plus. It's draftable. D plus is uh, kind of like a little better than a croc. Um, you, you're still tempoing out, right? It's the appropriate amount of tempo you get. You just can't ramp. Uh, the good old days of uh, turn one coin innervate Yeti. Those are gone. Mm. All right. Next up, Icy Touch. One mana, Frostbell. Deal two damage to an enemy and freeze it. Doesn't mean you don't kill it already. 
this one's a C. I think I wanted this one to be higher, but like, it's it's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. The vast majority of times you're using, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a story that's probably going to take longer than it should. But... Okay. Ah, uh, why did I do this? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. Why did yeah, I ever yeah. disagree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the cars that I was designing for for Gods Unchained back in the day that I totally misvalued was this car. It was Icy Touch. It was not called Icy Touch, but it was called something very similar. And you deal damage to a minion, and then you freeze it. And the valuation for that was super off, because I had not properly taken into account that you almost never freeze the minion. If you're dealing damage to a minion, you're killing it. That's how the game works. So the fact that you also freeze the minion is more of an alternate use. It's almost like choose one. Deal two damage to a minion or freeze it. And much less of, hey, it deals two damage to a minion and it freezes it. So even though it reads, deal two damage to an enemy and freeze it, what it's actually doing is deal two damage to an enemy minion or freeze it. And if you freeze it, you get a tiny bit of bonus. Uh, and that's why it's only a C. Because for the most part, it's just going to deal two damage. You're going to kill something with it. And at one mana... Cards that only target minions, as we know now from all the basic cards, like Holy Smite or whatever, you should deal 3 damage. Well, yeah, but this can go face. Yes, yes, okay, fine. So, uh, yes, this can go face, and it is, uh, it's, it's accounted for. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so it's more like uh, Arcane Shot, right, which is still 2 damage. Um, but what would you rate Arcane Shot? It's like a C. Like, Arcane Shot's not great. Uh, okay. It's my way too long diatribe on this card. It's, it's, it's trickier than, than it looks. Uh, Bonebreaker. Next card. Again, we're doing commons first. We're not on rares yet. This is Path of Arthas. Bonebreaker is a one mana weapon. It requires one blue. Two, two weapon for one mana. After your hero attacks a minion, deal two damage to the enemy hero. So... You can swing with this on minions, and you'll still get that face damage. It's a B. It's good. It's good. I just... Once again, I, I, I think the uh, the effects of... In order for a card to be kind of like... A tier or above... The effect has to be a, a little bit higher. It has to just have a little bit more lasting impact. This is just a very nice tempoed weapon. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. And yes, if you guys remember Blood Claw from way back when, holy <laughs> heck. Instead I mean, of damaging that. ourselves, we're damaging the uh, enemy hero now. Yeah, but Blood Claw, even when it came out, like we were one of the only people who like thought it was usable at all. And we didn't think very highly of it. I and drafted it, it kind of usable. I drafted it sometimes, yeah. Yeah, like, it was kind of usable. We were right about it. But, like, that's it was never a good card, right? Even back then, is kind of my point. And uh, this is a B-tier card. It's a good card. And all you had to do was uh, do a swap of 9 health slash damage to face to turn it from a bad card for back then to a good card for today. What's next? Ah, it's a Yamajar. Uh, Yamajar Frostbreaker. I told you there are more Yamajars coming. 
It is a one mana card, one mana um, and one blue rune, uh, one two. Battle cry, gain plus one attack for each frost spell in your hand. Like, this is a D plus. You could have a frost spell, then it's a two two. Whoop de doo. Are you gonna have two frost spells? Rarely. Uh, and if you don't have a frost spell, it, it really sucks. You certainly don't want to like keep that many spells in your opening hand in the arena. Um, you like so on a on a mulligan. If you were to keep this and you're keeping a frost spell, you're kind of hurting your mulligan just in order mm -hmm. to get like a one, one mana, mana two, two two. Yeah, um, it doesn't really make any sense. So that's why it's at where it's at. Yeah. Plague Strike is next. This one is a two mana card. It, it has one green rune. It is a shadow spell. Deal three damage to a minion. If that kills it, which it almost certainly will, summon a 2 2 zombie with rush. This one's a B. It does a lot of stuff. It is very good. Yeah. I mean, I. I think it's like a very high B plus. If you guys want to say it's like an A, I'm okay with that. But this is this is just like really, really good. Yeah. Like remember, it can't go face. It would be an A if it could go face. Yeah, that would definitely push it over. Uh, next up, Dark Transformation. Assuming I can find it. Wow. Well, here we go. It is a two mana, uh, one green. Uh, dark transformation. Transform an undead into a four five undead monstrosity with rush. You want to take this one? I just misread this one at first, but it's good. Look, uh, this is a B card. A huge percentage of the time, it's just going to be you hero powering for two. You playing this... Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. You you get one extra face damage, probably, because <laughs> you go face with the 1-1 uh, the one, one first, and then for four mana and the use of your hero power in addition to this card, you have created a 4-5 rush yeti uh, that, you know, dealt one face damage. That's good. That's nice. But four mana for a rush yeti these days, that's kind of where it's at. It's a B, because, like, yeti itself is... Like the lowest C, it's like a the lowest of C's, right? So mm -hmm. the rush does a lot. It's nice. You uh, and there are like fringe cases. I'm not gonna say like super fringe, but can you turn something? Mummies are everywhere. Sure. Can you turn something other than your uh, your hero power into it? Yeah, you could, and and people can leave stuff up and whatever. But uh, you're you're gonna be turning your hero power a lot, and um, it's nice. It's solid. B. Yeah, like look, turn one Mermy, turn two Dark Transformation, win game, right? Uh, but but no, uh, it's it's a four mana Rush Yeti. <laughs> All right, next up is Glacial Advance. Glacial Advance. I'm saying it repeatedly because I can't find it. There we go. Alright, Glacial Advance is a 3 mana Frost Spell, 1 blue, and it uh, deals 4 damage, including face, like wherever. Your next spell this turn costs 2 less. 
So, it's a fine card, but you have to play another spell on this turn in order to uh, actually use its ability. And I don't know how many spells you have. Spells are oftentimes weird, and sometimes they need targets. So, it is unclear that you will get good use out of a second spell. But it's at least 3 mana deal 4 damage, and you could get 2 extra mana out of it in certain circumstances. Uh, it's a C. Yeah, I don't think anything has to be said about this one. Um, it's not that easy to have another spell in hand, and for you to want to use it all. Mm -hmm. um, but Shadow Bolt's still fine. Howling Blast is next. Another 1 blue uh, spell for 3 mana. Uh, Frost Spell. Deal 3 damage to an enemy and freeze it. Deal 1 damage to all other enemies. So you have a mini swipe for 3 mana. And swipe is good. Uh, this card is good. It is a B. Swipe is good. It's a B. Okay. I, I think we said enough. Next up is Dark Fallen Neophyte. If I can find it. There we go. Uh, Dark Fallen Neophyte is a 3 mana, 2, 5, undead, it's 1 red. Uh, Battle Cry, spend 2 corpses to give all minions in your hand plus 2 attack. Once again, it's two corpses for something you play on turn three. So it could happen, especially if you have a coin, and you coin two into two, but it's very unlikely to happen. Uh, if it does happen, though, that's a pretty good a big buff. Uh, it's a C plus. Yeah, so what's a uh, three mana two five? Uh, probably a very low C. Okay, so yeah. the um, You're spending two corpses to get this effect now i do like the effect i think the effect is nice mm -hmm. this is one in which like the more i think about it, the more like eh, maybe we're underrating it maybe this could be like better but okay once again i'm looking over at chat and what people are focusing on is like how apparently hot this character is simmer down guys all right we're arena nerds let's let's keep being the arena nerds that we are okay really? this character is supposed to be hot I don't know. Maybe I'm just not into that. Mm. Um, all right. Either way, um, this is something that uh, is you know C plus. You're gonna do like almost like a normal card in your deck, right? This is kind of just the power level now. Yep. Okay. Next up is asphyxiate. Asphyxiate. Asphyxiate is at three mana. It is two red. And it is a shadow spell, and it says destroy the highest attack enemy minion. So, it's pretty much a 3 mana assassinate. Maybe not exactly. You don't technically get to choose, but that's probably your target anyway. Um, and it's a B. Yep. Lots of bees. Look, if you guys are just like, wait, have they just turned into dreads? It's like B, their new, like, <laughs> 4.5. Kind of. Not because we don't think about it like somebody else does. It's just, you can tell, like, this was a consistently designed um, 
uh, set from from you know Blizzard and and the devs. They're just like, okay, we want things to be this powerful, and they're, they've been pretty much matching it. You know, especially with like mm-hmm. um, the non legendaries, right? Legendaries we can get like into the really crazy stuff, but the devs and, and Team Five are really like, okay, this is exactly how powerful it's going to be. Uh, and I don't know anything about constructed. You know, the synergies and how things work together are much more important than individual kind of like power levels, right? Um, and, and it's part of the reason why like the two mana refresh is probably going to be played uh, in, in constructed a decent amount, but it's a bad card here. Um, but yeah, like you, you could tell a lot of thought went into this design, and because of that, it's like you have a lot of cards that are very very similar in overall power level. Yep. And, uh, like, I'll just... I'll add it here because we didn't do a deep analysis on this before, but you take a look at this card, and you're like, I want this card, right? Let's just say I want this card, I pick this card. Well, you only have one rune left. And this is with anything that has two red or two blue or two green. And what's that one rune going to be? Let's say you take a blue. Well, then you have some card draw, you have some removal, you have some, you know, other stuff to fill, but you will not have synergies because all the synergies are, are in green unholy. And if you take this card and then you take a green, well, you're going to have some synergies. You're going to be able to use your corpses a little well, but you have almost no card draw. And you also are missing, like, freeze and some other stuff, right? It's not like these colors only mean one thing. They come with a package. But when you're drafting, you you got to take some of this stuff uh, into account. Um, so Asphyxiate, like, and that's also why some of these cards are, like, a little bit better than what you're used to seeing. I don't think they're that much better than what you're used to seeing because there's not that big of a power creep. But they have a cost. That rune limitation is a cost. And having two red runes, I mean, it's also potentially a benefit. You can get, like, more red, right? But red especially, it doesn't really come together. Like, green is the one that comes together. Blue kind of comes together, but not really. Red really does not come together. Red is, like... Uh, yeah, it life steals and then it uses up your life sometimes, but like it, it's the least synergistic in arena of the three colors, and so it's mostly a cost when you have pick something with two red runes. Um, so yeah, just just something to to to, to, to think about. All right. Um, yes. Next up is malignant horror. Malignant Horror is 4 mana, 2, 4, Undead. Reborn. At the end of your turn, spend 5 corpses to summon a copy of this minion. This does not have a color cost. And it is common. You're going to see this a lot. We rated it a B. So... If you have no corpses, 2-4 Reborn, that's not a B. It's probably not even a C. But if you do have corpses, this thing is 1, potentially never-ending. 2, it generates like almost half of the corpses that you need to keep this going. And uh, the, the, like it can single-handedly win you the game, basically. So it's a very swingy kind of card, depending on what is happening. Yeah, this is, um, I, I think this is one that is easily kind of, like, overlooked by some people in that you're kind of used to 
this idea that, oh, if I spend corpses, it'll be something risen, it'll be something like that uh, you won't be able to kind of recoup. You recoup some of this stuff. It, 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 it's like you go to the grocery store and um, on the box itself, they'll have a coupon that's like $2 off. And you're like, oh, this is 4 bucks. I get $2 off coupon like just on the box itself. That's great. Uh, and, and then this is kind of the, the same thing. Like you get the discount just on the body of it, it itself. Not the discount, but like because um, it generates corpses. And once again, you're able to summon a copy of this minion afterwards. So if you have just a ton of corpses, you create a ton of these. Now, whether or not you actually have the corpses, want to use it for this purpose, I don't know. Maybe so, maybe not. It's not a bad use of your corpses, though. And it keeps giving you like some corpses to help you uh, keep this going. So you can poo-poo the stat line. You can kind of be like, ah, this isn't that much. The more I think about this card, the more I'm like, oh, you know, this is this is fine. Like, th this is not as bad as I initially thought it was. Um, so that's where we're at. We're at a B rating. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on Curve, it's going to do nothing, by the way. Nor would you want, like, a 2-4 with Reborn on Curve as your 4-drop. It's a pretty desperation play. But it's just... It's so rare to get a game-winning card. And this is one of those things that, like, it works really well in the arena. Because you have limited options in the arena. So your opponent will really struggle to remove this after you play it with five corpses because they will have four bodies to remove and if they don't remove four bodies you can pretty easily on the very next turn even if you just have one or two extra corpses generate this whole thing again and keep it going and that whole removal sequence has to deal four damage four damage one damage one damage and each time they fail you add another four damage one damage that they have to deal with like this card in the modern era, is one of those rare single game-winning cards if your opponent doesn't have an answer. That's a lot of value. It's a lot of value. Um, and look, I understand. Some people are saying, like, summon an exact copy can be uh, bad. Like, it could be good, it could be bad. I get it, right? Like, you, you sometimes might not get as much stats as you want to get because it is, like, you know, a 2-2 or a 2-1 by that point. But... Mm -hmm. I think overall it's still worth it. We're not rating it super high here, right? It is a B. Now, yeah, a, B a B is B. good. B is good. B is good. <laughs> Once again, this is like the standard four, four and a half out of five by Mr. Uh, Dr. Eads here. But... Once again, I think it is well-designed. I think it is a card in which they obviously are going after a certain power level. You guys are stating the downsides. I agree. I see it there. And then the upsides are there. But I think this is a card that could be like sneaky good. That once you guys use it a few times, you'll be like, oh, okay. This is better than I expected. Now, I don't know what you guys expect, but I think some of you guys are expecting a lot less out of this card. Alright. That was Malignant Horror. Next up is Nerubian Swarm Guard. Nerubian Swarm Guard is a 4-mana 1-3 taunt that summons two copies of itself as a battle cry. It's undead. It has one green... Um, it's pretty straightforward. It's a B. It's you, you get three. Uh, uh, what do you call those? Void walkers for four mana. That's that's very good. It's super annoying. Is it great on curve? Not exactly. But 
it is great utility in every other scenario. All right. Did you say the score for this one? Yes, it is a B. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, don't overlook the 1-3 taunts. If you have not been trapped behind a wall of 1-3 taunts... Man, it really right. does seem like we just threw a B on everything, doesn't it? <sighs> I yeah. mean, that's what it all comes out to be because they, they valued them all the same, right? Like, they, they created all of these in this range. They were good about balance in this whole Death Knight creation, unlike Damn. Demon Hunter. Four point B stars. That is correct. Uh, all right. Um, so that's it for the commons. Um, let's move on to the rares for the Path of Arthas set. For the first rare, it is Blood Tap. Uh, Blood Tap is two mana, two reds. Remember we said about two reds. Uh, and it is a shadow spell. Give all minions in your hand plus one, plus one. Spend three corpses to give them plus one, plus one more. So there is a card. I forget what it was called. The paladin that did this without the corpse part. Um, and it was pretty good. These days it's probably not pretty good. It's probably just okay. Uh, but uh, this card is a C+. Yep. Uh, this is... So this is one of those things where I'm always curious about, like, what's the calculation there? What's the numbers? What are the numbers behind this? What am I expecting here? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, if you're playing it on turn two, you're expecting to uh, buff about three minions. Uh, most well, turn two, probably... it's awful, right? Like, turn two, it's just not No, good. it's not awful in... I mean, okay, it's bad in turn two. Yes. But it's not, like, super awful. It's not super awful if you have a three and a four drop, for example. Because you're going to get your curve back with your three and your four drop that you miss on two. Now, you would obviously rather play a two drop, but it's not, like, unplayable on two. I wouldn't say that it is unplayable on two. Um, but later on, and not that much later on, right? Like, let's say turn five. You can play this with a three drop. Already get one plus two plus two on it. Use up your three corpses. Now you just spend two mana for plus two plus two, which is about normal what you get if you just spend two extra mana without spending an extra card. Um, and then you would get a plus two plus two on all the rest of the minions in your hand, which at five mana, you should still have about three, even if you're not drawing cards. Um... So, then you get more stuff. It's, like, I don't think it's a hard card to use. Uh, that's just where the power goes, right? Like, it's a, it's a good way to get more tempo while still getting a decent amount of card advantage with it. Like, it's just, it's stuff. So, here's what, okay, because this one is one that I didn't math out, and I'm just like, eh, this seems reasonable. Conditioning is one of those cards in which, like, is really good, right? Well, first of all, we mm -hmm. thought it was very good, and then it turned mm -hmm. out to be, like, really, really good. And just, mm -hmm. like, and I don't know what, how this is going to shake out. As in, how, not how easy it is to get corpses, but, like, how valuable corpses are, such that you using three here, like, matters that much. Mm -hmm. Um how full your hand is going to be for that conditioning because whenever conditioning was very good that was also in a meta in which you generated tons of cards in your hand right you yeah. always had a ton of cards in your hand which is what made conditioning super duper good so i see i also see comments like kind of comparing this to conditioning 
And uh, it's something that I consider, but I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the math is on your expectations for what this is going to be later on. Because you would um, compare it to a conditioning, not like a, uh, uh, what was it, the Grime Street thing that you play on turn yeah. two to buff your hand, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you would want. To, that's what you would prefer to play, right? Yeah. It's like a bad Grime Street, and Grime Street today would be like, maybe an okay bad. card but yeah. probably bad yeah it's, it would be bad um okay so that is blood tap next up is hematurge 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 it's a two mana two three minion it is uh two blood again two red battle cried Spend a corpse to discover a blood rune card. Um, yeah. Are you going to have a corpse on turn two? Probably not, but sometimes maybe. And uh, what would you do if you don't have it? You would probably not play this card. Because you really do want to discover a blood rune card. It only costs that one is... corpse, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's nothing. You're only using up one corpse? Like... For you also want to look at corpse efficiency, right? Like corpse efficiency. How are you using it? Sometimes you get like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, discovering a blood room card is kind of like that. That's big efficiency, right? Like uh, specific cards, you're able to narrow to specific sort of like situations, um, and also like you know you always want like class cards, right? You don't want just like oh discover like a three-mana card or something, in which case you can get stupid... I mean, look, we don't have Silverback Patriarchs anymore, but, you, you know, you don't want, like, a Patriarch in the in the pool at all. Yep. Now, uh, this is an A, by the way. This is an A-tier card. It is very, very good. Um, yeah. All right. So, next up is Vicious Bloodworm. Vicious Bloodworm is another 2-mana card, so we're in the rares now. Um, it is a 2-mana 3-2, so on curve minion. It's a beast. And Battlecry, give a minion in your hand. Attack equal to this minion's attack. This is a nice free effect. Um, and uh, it is a B. Like, plus 3 attack is a lot. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. Move on. Next up is Death Chiller. What? What is Death Chiller? Oh, there we go. Death Chiller, another, uh, sorry, a two mana, two three elemental. It has uh, two blues runes, and uh, its ability is after you cast a spell, deal one damage to two random enemies. That includes your opponent's face. It's split damage. I mean fine like we've seen these in older sets and they were good and they dealt like three or four damage for the same effect like i don't know this one's just not all that impressive to me it got a c plus yeah look this is uh you can think of some crazy stuff you can do in constructed maybe and, and who knows if it's good or not but in arena we've we've always had these things and it's they've they played out the way that they played out yeah yeah, and oh yeah, we should mention it. it doesn't say hit the same target twice, so it can't like 
like you would have to play multiple spells to like make it actually function as as removal. Otherwise, it's just gonna hit face. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's do unholy frenzy. Unholy frenzy is a three mana spell, one green. Um, and it says, choose an enemy minion. Your minions attack it. Resummon any that die. You wanna, you wanna dig into this meaty one? This is one of the most No, I don't. <laughs> you don't. I don't. Okay. Okay. Well, alright. Let's break down what happens here. Three mana, so you're already close to what you should expect from a hard removal. Right? Hard removals are four mana. You pick an enemy minion. All of your minions attack it. So presumably that thing dies, right? Like, you have to have some minions on the board when, uh, when you play it, or you play the minions on the same turn, and then you kill a minion. So you kill your opponent's minion. And your own minions that die get resummoned, which doesn't really matter if they were at full health anyway, where they don't have a kind of, like, reborn effects or, like, you know, anything, death rattles or anything interesting. So what this card really is, is... It's a decent removal, like hard removal, in green, which is interesting because it's not red. And then, on top of that, you could uh, synergize it with Reborn, with Death Rattles, and it could go kind of crazy. The bad part is you're not getting a lot of damage out of it if you're playing other cards with it. So you really do want to have some stuff already on the board. So it is a little dependent on other things. Overall, this ended up with a C plus. It's a pretty damn fair card. They like built this card really well. It's super interesting. It creates this different dimension for uh, the Death Knight. I mean, it's not totally unique. We've seen this card, uh, you know, before. Um, but the Death Knight is going to be able to, to to really use this well because it has Death Rattles because it has um, uh, Reborn. And it's just about how well you synergize with it. Like, that turns it from, like, an okay card to a good card. Alright, that's that's fine. <laughs> that's good enough for me. Um, and in case you guys are also wondering, it doesn't just, like, I, I see comments in the chat that think it's a little low. Uh, but consider that your minions may not die. And if your minions don't die, this doesn't do anything on the minion side. So, yeah. like, if you want to remove your opponent's 412, if you have any mid-sized minions, they don't die. This does nothing. It's actually awkward. You're, like, you're hoping for that perfect scenario where they put out, like, an 8-8, right? And all of your mm -hmm. minions that were kind of, like, low in health or something. No. Um, it, it just requires this sort of perfect situation in which they can't put out something too small. They have to put out something big. But you also have to, like, have the... the you know, like the the right minions as well. I just think it gets awkward. So mm -hmm. you can certainly win the game sometimes with this card. I think it's going to be more awkward than than not. So I, that's why I also don't believe in this card um, in the arena. Even though you would think it's like, oh, the arena. Like you 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 want to play with uh, you know, it's so board centric and everything, which I think we agree with you, but. I think it's much easier to think of the good scenarios rather than the awkward scenarios here. Yep. 
And it's not like the good scenarios are hard to come by. It's just that there's also a significant number of scenarios in which this card is pretty much unplayable. Yes. Or just doesn't function as the more or less hard removal that you need it to function as. Uh, okay, Tomb Guardians is next. And Tomb Guardians is a 4-mana shadow card that is uh, 2 green. Summon 2, 2-2 two, two zombies with taunt. Spend 4 corpses to give them a reborn. In case you don't know, 2-2-2 two, two, two zombies with taunt is shit. It is bad for 4 mana. You don't do that. It is not on curve. You, 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 you don't do that. But... Two, two, two zombies with taunt that get reborn to be two, one zombies that also have taunt is in the super, super, super annoying and effective taunt category. And so you do have to use four corpses uh, to do it, but uh, you are going to be able to get a very good effect out of it. And this is a B. You also get your corpses back after they all die. Yep. Uh, no, it's a good use of corpses. Super duper annoying. Um, I like this one a lot. B, four point B. Okay, we can we can continue the meme. Yes, it's four point B. Great. All right. Next up is Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride is a five mana four four undead. Battle cry. Spend up to eight corpses. Up to. Summon a risen groom. With stats equal to the amount spent. Now, this one has no rune requirement. So, any deck can have it. 5 mana, 4, 4. How many corpses you got? At this point, probably 3, 4. Maybe even 5 if you've been corpsing up a little. And uh, you're going to get that extra 3, 3, 4, 4, 5, 5. On curve. And if you don't play it on curve... And you stack up some corpses. It's five mana for eight eight and a four four later on in the game. It's a lot of stats. Uh, this is an A tier card. Yeah, I I mean this is just good. This is just really good. Uh, like if I'm looking at once again corpse efficiency, right? This is a great way to use up that those corpses, get a ton of extra stats. Put out two bodies at the same time. You know, like a 4-4 is fine, right? A uh, 4-4 is nothing to, like, laugh at. So, this is good. This is just uh, going to present a lot of problems for your opponents. I think yeah. we're going to look a lot at just sort of watching. Like, <laughs> this is going to feel bad. Because you're going to see your opponent's compiling a lot of corpses and you just don't really know how they're going to use it but you kind of have to stay aware of it like if they're out of corpses you know their potential is lessened as well if they have tons and tons of corpses you know they can just pop off at any given moment um so it's something that you want to always keep in mind but what are you going to do about it you know, there's not like a counterplay to it. You, you, you don't, you, you can't be like, oh man, I can destroy all of their, all of their corpses if I just do this. So yeah, it like, you can maybe plan for something, but a lot of these are just giant swings, right? Um, 
I'm not sure what what exactly the uh, the the plan is there. What the counterplay is? Maybe it's like, oh, I have to go face immediately because if I don't go face, then uh, they can just use their corpses and then win the board off of me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know what the counterplay is. I think you just kind of like sit there and take it. Yeah, basically. It's like, what happens if my opponent has uh, a lot of like tempo, essentially, that they've been like saving it? Like, imagine if your opponent has uh, infused a bunch of stuff, right? Like, what do you do if you know they've already been infused? Yeah, you could go face, but you'll get one turn of it and then they'll unleash the infusion. Well, at, okay, at least with infuse, if you've been tracking their hand and they haven't played anything for a while. You can make a further guess, right? Yes, you have a better read. You have a better read. You have read. no idea what's going on here. Here, it's like they could top deck something at random yes. um, that uses up a ton of corpses, and then suddenly it's like, oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. I uh, and and now it, you know, it happened. Like if they top deck, um, what was it? That five drop that deals five damage after you infuse it, right? Um, they have to wait. They can't do anything about that. Uh, or they top deck the, uh, the the fool, but this is very different. I don't know if I like it. A lot of it is going to just depend on how the meta shakes out, what the cards are in the new expansion. Like we haven't seen all of them yet, but that's one aspect that I don't love. You can kind of see mm -hmm. this like corpse counter go up. What am I supposed to do with it? I'm not supposed to do anything about it. Oh, all right. Corpse Bride is in the books. Next is Might of Menthol. Why can't I find the Might of Menthol? Oh. Oh. Sorry. Next is Marrow Manipulator. That's why I can't find it. Marrow Manipulator is a three blue card. Three blue card. So it locks you into full blues and it won't come up unless you've only been picking blues so far. It is a six mana, five, five. Undead, battle cry, spend up to five corpses, deal two damage to a random enemy for each. That's random enemy, not random enemy minion, and that means you can deal that two damage up to five times if you have the corpses. It's otherwise a six mana five five. It's pretty well priced. It's it's a B. It's not fancy. Of course it's a B. Come on. Oh, uh, what? You think we spent time on it? It's a B. Four point B. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it's just not a fancy or a particularly interesting card. Uh, it's a corpse usage card. Uh, okay, so that's it for the rares. We're now on to the epics. Um, the first epic card is a two blue card. Four mana, four two weapon, like a true silver. Battle cry. Spend up to three corpses. You could easily have three courses at this point. Freeze that many enemy minions. So, this is one of those where, is it a good way to spend corpses? Kind of depends, right? Not that you get a, the, the, the choice, right? It just spends the corpses. Um, but it's still a, a true silver at the end of the day. So, it is a B. Where, oh, look, guys, I swear, we, the, the thought was put into this. But yes, this is another B, okay? Four point B. Let's go. They just gave a lot of Bs in this uh, set. Which, you know, if you think about it, it makes sense. If you're trying to design a new class, where do you want the vast majority of their cards' power to be? 
B, right? Like, you don't want them to be C. That's not interesting. That requires a lot of synergies and whatever. Like, you maybe have a couple that requires those high synergy things, but that's not going to be the bulk of your deck. And you don't want that many A's, because the A's are like the power cards, right? You need to know what the really good cards are, so you can see that the decks are going to be designed around that, and, you know, whatever. You don't want any S cards besides in Legendaries, really. And there are no S cards in, this, uh, in, in Death Knight that are not Legendaries. So, I think they just did a really good job with the power level for Death Knight. And that's what you're seeing a reflection of. Just, like, Blizzard getting the balance down right, at least from an arena perspective. Which I know is not what they're balancing for, but it's good to know the new class isn't like crazy and coming in and going to totally destroy Arena. So, I see PJ made this comment in chat. It's like, there seems to be a very wide range for B. There, there's definitely a, a range for B. Um, this is what happens when we don't do exact scores like on the mythical, historical, Lightforge tier list, right? So you, so you guys aren't going to be like, why is this a 134 and that a 132? Why do you think this is better? Mm-hmm. There's a wide range, um, but yeah. like the ranges go bigger, right? Like C has a uh, has the smallest range, and then B has a bigger range, and A has an even bigger range. You guys don't even worry about the range of A's, but the A has a very wide range, actually. It's because has a super wide range. So B is part of what makes B kind of a, a point of emphasis is because that is where the tension happens, right? Yes. Nobody, like, nobody really cares. And once we get into S tier, kind of nobody really cares. Like, you're going to call Colossal Minions Broken. You're going to call um, some, something like uh, Caverns Broken. Nobody really cares at that point, the, the relationship between that. People do care, though, with, like, the relationship of one B card to another. Because... It's like it's like oh well I will encounter this more that may or may not be true. Um, it, it's something that is more tangible, and for me I don't care about the upper thing whatever because if I lose to this brokenly disgusting card, I kind of lose anyways. It, it's like if I'm going to get blown up by a nuke, I don't you know I don't need to yeah. debate this, but I will debate the danger of like a butcher knife versus I don't know a, a spear, right? And like yeah, I think that's a really good analogy. Yeah, people always talk about it with like nukes. It's like this nuke is this many gigatons or like whatever. And in my head, I'm like, why do we care if you're gonna nuke a, a city or like an area? It's it's getting nuked. Like, I'm sure the environmental damages and the human cause and whatever is higher or lower, but, like, we've already passed the point in which it's just labeled in my head as super-duper-duper-duper bad. And there's nothing higher than super-duper-duper-duper-bad. That's that's it. All right. Um, Okay. Anyway, we just dealt with Might of Methanol. That is a B. Lucky for you guys, the next two cards... I'll spoil it for you. They're both A's. Two epic A-tier cards coming up. Um, and I think with epic A-tier cards, you're going to hate them. Because you can't play around them because they're epic and you shouldn't. And they're going to come in and destroy your life. Uh, first one is Blood Boil. Five mana, two red. Life Steal. Infect all enemy minions. At the end of your turns, they take two damage. Life so, Real yeah. good. Yeah. Lifesteal. Uh, you get a lot of health immediately, 
you get more health afterwards, it's five mana, it's gonna use up your turn. So this could very easily deal four damage to everything on the board just over the course of two turns. And you're gaining the life to sustain yourself while this is dealing the damage. Um, it's really good. Is it broken? No, it's five no, mana to deal two damage to everything. It's definitely not broken. But it's really good if you just want to like hang out and survive a bit in your kind of control deck. The downside, of course, is that it's too red. We say this too red thing a lot because it really locks out a lot of the things you may want to do if you want to survive a long time. Um, it may lock out, like, you may want some cards. Well, now you only have one blue for the cards. You may want some big, gigantic minions. Well, now you only have one green for that. Uh, so, yeah. See what the neutrals are, right? But if you're stuck with red, this is a great way to get stuck, right? Like, this is, mm -hmm. this is what you want if you're going... Red. I can't. I can't believe I'm saying red instead of like blue. But yes, if you're going red, this is what you want. Okay, it's blood boil. Um, and yeah, in case you're wondering, you never play around this card. It's epic. Uh, next up is Frostworm's Fury, another A tier card. This one's three blue. You know exactly what you're getting if you're picking this card. You're getting all blues, and uh, this card is great for blue. It's uh, 7 mana, blue is the card draw card in the freeze uh, room, remember? And this one deals 5 damage, freezes all the enemies, and summons a 5-5 five, five Frostworm. It just does everything you want it to do. Yep. This is like a New Age UI kind of, kind of a flavor, but like New Age Portal kind of a flavor as well. This is something that I really liked, and you didn't like as much as I did. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a portal, right? Like, it's a portal that freezes everything, uh, all the enemies. So, portal is okay nowadays. It's not even, like, good. Now, of course, when you attach portal with a Frost Nova, it becomes a lot better. That's why it's an A. But at the end of the day, it's still a portal, right? Like, uh, but it's doing what, it's synergizing really well with the blues, which is great, because it's three blue. So you're going to have a lot of blue spells. Um, freezing everything is effectively health. It synergizes with your additional freezes. Uh, it's a seven mana card. If you have blues, you're structuring everything to like get into the late game. Because that's where you know your card draws and your whatever stuff all lead to. So this is a very good synergy card for three blues. Some of the other ones where you just get like three of a color. You're like, ooh, I now have to deal with it. But... This is a good. This does exactly what you want for a three blue card. Yep. All right. Go next. Next, we're into the legendaries. Path of Arthas is in the books, except for the legendaries. First legendary, Lady Death Whisper. Lady Death Whisper is a four mana three blue, uh, four three undead minion. Death Rattle. Copy all frost spells in your hand. And uh, this one is a C+. Um, you're going to have a lot of Frost Spells because it's three blue. But how many of them are in your hand? That's the question. Because you're paying for it. It's four mana for a four three. And it's a death rattle. Uh, so it's not even a battle cry. Uh, which could be good, but it could also lock your hand if you can't kill it for some reason. Like if your opponent's also playing slow. Or maybe you don't want to kill it. Maybe you have a good trade. And you're like, ah, but I kind of need to use the spell, so I need to copy it now. It's just a little bit awkward. And, uh, yeah. 
but still overall very powerful. That's it. Next one, Frostmourne. You guys remember this card? Why do we know this card? Because it was a reward from the Wish King. Oh, Remember? yeah. You played this game I'm like, before. I, I'm like, I've played with this card in the arena. I, yes. I've done this. Why do I know this card? Because it's okay. it, it came from the Lich King. Um, so Frostmourne is a 7 mana weapon, 5-3. But the Death Rattle is summon every minion killed by this weapon. Yes. Also, other people mentioned this as well, in which case I will mention it because it is important. You know you have reviewed other cards that were offered to you by the Lich King already. Wait. Really? Yes. Like Obliterate. Like the anti-magic oh. shell kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's why those are so familiar. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No, I didn't realize... I, I know there was something familiar about them, but I didn't realize. This one, I'm like, I played with this one. Great. Okay. Wait, wait, so what did the Lich King do? Did it just offer you a choice of these, like, set cards? It didn't offer you a choice. It gave you... Oh, it just gave you a random one. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I had totally forgotten about the Death Knight era. It was so long ago. KFT was like, what, was that like five years ago? Four years oh ago? Oh my god. It was a long time ago. And you know what? They really don't bring KFT back that often. Okay. Great. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Someone in chat says, where is Arphis? Yeah. I, like, barely remember Arphis exists. Yes. Arphis also gave you one. It was just, you know, it was it was a cuter variant and an earlier variant, but it, it didn't, you know, have the stats. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Frost... Morn was insane. It's still super good. It's an A-plus tier card. Um, you gotta have some health to use it, but if you can last three turns and not die, you, you kind of just win the game. Same concept as before, right? Except what the Lich King was really good at doing was you played an 8-8 taunt. You know, the Iron Bark Protector is going to protect your face while you kill stuff and resummon it. So it was like very synergistic with Lich King himself. Um, this is a little bit different. I mean, not saying that's like, oh, you can never get a taunt if not for the Lich King. Like, whatever. You can you can get more taunts, right? But um, it was nice to see how synergistic the Lich King was with this we uh, weapon. Yes. And uh, same idea. Same idea as uh, before when you saw someone with a Frostmourne. Uh, go face. Because yep. you're about to die if they don't die. On a... On a two-turn timer. But I mean, look, we can talk about all the crazy stuff that happens in Arena, but at the end of the day, in a board-centric format, um, and if you're not, like, being pushed significantly, this can just lock out an opponent. Like, you have a little bit of extra damage, maybe you have a little bit of a board. What are they going to do? You just win with this card. They have two turns to kill you, and you have given up two tempo to use this card that you will doubly make up for the next turn. So they have one turn before you tempo swing on them. And they have two turns before they just lose if they don't have like effectively direct damage. It's, all right. it's, it's still an insane card. Um, Alright, now, now we're there. Now we're there. We've gotten to the card everyone's been waiting for. 
This is the card that is actually uh, an S-tier card. We got to the S-tier card before. It was the last card, Lord Marilgar, uh, for the basic set. This card is also, again, the last card. It is the Scourge for Path of Arthas. Legendary Spell. Shadow Spell, two greens. Nine mana. Fill your board with random undead. I mean, look, people are, are spamming S. This is an S tier card. Now, here's the thing. Did you do the calculation for what exactly you're supposed to get, like on average? No. Okay. I, well, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I just used average minion. So, I didn't use average undead. So here's, I, I saw it being played, because, you know, it was played in the, the little tournament earlier this, this week. Mm-hmm. The boards are insane. Um, the, oh, the, yeah? They're, the, like, better than, like, what normal minions are? Yeah, like, better than what normal minions are. Because okay. there's big ones, there's ones that, like, do things, right? There's ones that, yeah. like, draw a card, there's ones that, like, deal damage, like, even not as a battle cry, right? Um, so it just seemed really good. So this is one that I didn't, like, math out or anything. I just looked at, and then, of course, the, you know, the rotation for the arena could be very different, right? I, 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 mm. I don't really know. It could also be crazy because they, like, limit some, like, bad choices, potentially. I got no clue. But I saw what it did. I'm just like, okay, well, this is crazy. Like, this is really, really wait, good. Wait, wait, hold on. Is that right? I'm reading this in chat right now. I have no idea if this is right or not. Rear Cat said this. There is one with Death Rattle, you die. Is there an undead with Death Rattle, you die? I, okay, Legend Heart and Chad has confirmed it. You die in three turns. Okay, you don't die immediately. Yeah. It has to die first and then you die in three turns. But oh my god. Okay. I mean, you, you win the game in three turns after you play this card. So you're fine. Yeah. So I, I think you will take that, that chance. That's fine. Yep. Look, yeah. and this is one in which I I just toss this in S tier. I'm like, I don't know if it's once again. I'm not doing the math, so I don't I don't give a damn if it's S plus or S plus plus or whatever. Let's all say it's S tier. We move on. It could be S plus. Like we have not calculated the algorithm anymore. Yeah. Like so, we're not calculating all the specific undeads. We also don't know the rotation, as you said before, so we can't even calculate it. But it's somewhere between S and S plus. I saw uh, also, it. This is a very high S, so it could easily go into S plus territory if the if the pool's good. I saw it being used in the tournament, and each time I'm just like, "Well, this is insane! Like, you should never get this much for nine mana. Like, what that does is is effectively, um, it's like, I mean, you don't get the board clear, uh, but it's like a super box in terms of its effect a lot of the times because. A lot of the times you do get taunt, you know, you, you, you do get some, like, lifesteal or something that deals damage as well. It, ridiculously good. Like, just always yeah. draft this card. You, you're just going to win the game on turn 9. Why not turn 10? I just, I don't understand some of these designs. Yeah, I know. Alright. So that's it for Path of Arthas. Um... You know, there were some good cards in there, but your basics like Battlefield Necromancer, Frost Strike, Remorseless Winter, Army of the Dead, those A tier cards, those are all basic sets. The Path of Arthas, really, the big ones are uh, Hematurge, which is two reds, and Corpse Bride, which is everybody um, in terms of the, the A tier cards that we rated. And then you have your epic cards that you're just not going to see as much that are also rated high, and your legendary cards. Uh, let's move on to March of the Lich King. This 
is the first time we're splitting up a set uh, because we figured we'd just do all the Death Knight cards all at once. So I haven't even looked at the new set cards beyond the very early reveals, um, but we have we have done the uh, the Death Knight cards. So without further ado, I mean actually with a little ado because I have to find these cards, Necrotic Mortician is the first one. Oh, I know. I need to go find the set first. There we go. Okay, one second. Okay, Necrotic Mortician is a 2 green, 2 mana, 2 3. Battle cry, if a friendly undead died after your last turn, discover an unholy rune card. Uh, this is really good, but you got to do something to have a trigger, and it is a B. Ah, uh, it's a four-point B, okay? It's a four-point B. Let's move on. Like, keep in mind, if it didn't have that ability, it would be a the bottom of D+. Plus, yeah. It's or the very top of D. And instead, it's a B because of the ability. That's good. Mm -hmm. Next is Acolyte of Death. Acolyte of Death is a 1 blue, uh, 3 mana, 3, 4. After a friendly undead dies, draw a card. Oh, I think this one may be misvalued. This one uh, we have as a B, but I am 100% sure this one does not take into account the hero power. Oh. Now that I'm looking at it. So this one's definitely going to be higher. I don't know if it's definite. I don't know which part of the B uh, spectrum it, it's at. It may just be a normal B. Because um, like you guys said, these kind of wide. But I'll, I'll go look at this afterwards again. But it could be B. It could be B+. Plus. I don't think it's going to get to A territory. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's a 3 mana, 3, 4 with a synergy. And your hero power synergizes with it. Alright. Cool. Okay, uh, next up is Soulbreaker. Soulbreaker, these are all commons by the way. Soulbreaker is one red, three mana, three two weapon. Um, just, you can see the diversity of the weapons that uh, Death Knight has. Uh, it says after your hero attacks and kills a minion, gain two corpses. It's, it's not, not, not particularly significant, but it's still a three mana, three two weapon. It's a C. Fire War Axe just ain't what it used to be. Yeah, it like, got nerfed. Like literally, it got nerfed. <laughs> yes. But also, even then, it's it's just it's just not what it used to be, man. Yep. Alright, next up is uh Vampiric Blood. Vampiric Blood is three reds. Two mana. Spell. Give your hero plus five health. Which not heal your hero for th five, but, like, give your hero plus five health. So, like, armor, basically. Spend three corpses to gain five more and draw a card. So, you're obviously going to spend the corpses because you can draw a card out of it. But its effect is basically gain ten armor and draw a card. And you have to use three corpses. And it's two mana. It's a D. It's not an F. Because, like, you get to refresh the card. Health matters. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, so it's, like, 
F is like real bad, like unusably bad, right? It's a D. Corpse Explosion is next up. These are the rares. Um, it's two reds, five mana, shadow spell. Detonate a corpse. A corpse. One corpse. To deal one damage to all minions. If any are still alive, repeat this. Oh. Okay. So I totally messed this up. Because that is not what I thought this said. I figured you did. And when I look at it, I'm like, wait, why did I okay this? This is not... I, I, that's Why did you okay this? I made you look at it twice, too, for uh, for the March of the Lich King cards. But yes. Well, no, I didn't look at it the first time. So I never uh, looked at it twice. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. No, I think I saw... I the first time, but yeah, yeah this so, is... Yeah, guys, mm. we're... Uh, we we, we, we mm. need some more time with this one. There you hmm. go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just talk about the card then. I don't know how it's rated, but it's going to be better than what we rated it before. Because <laughs> I have read it as Defile. And it is not Defile. Yep. As long as any are There's still no alive, it will keep... There. Yes. Yeah. It will keep dealing the damage. Um, so it'll keep going up as long as you've got corpses and there is still something alive on the board. Um, it is a... Hard removal, essentially. Like, sorry, like a full full board clear, double-sided, uh, like a Twisting Nether, if you have enough corpses. And it's only 5 mana. But yeah. it is using up a lot of your corpses. It could use up a ton of corpses. And you could not have that many corpses. Like, uh, enough, right? Like, let's say you have 5 corpses. 6 corpses. That's sometimes not enough. And then you use up all 5 or 6 corpses, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not great. But um, it's it's certainly like a, a good card. Yep. So sorry you don't get the actual score or like tier for this, but uh, we'll we'll see. It'll it'll be on the it'll be on the Google sheet if you look at it later whenever we're we're done uh, with this. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, it's already up on the Google sheet. It's the same one we use for every card review uh i don't have the link but if you're in our discord you can just ask someone for the link or you can look at uh the youtube video which should have a link to it and you know any of our past card review uh youtube videos should also have a link to it if you're like trying to figure out how to get that link and uh and, and find all these uh reviews uh, all these scores or tier ratings in a nice easy to view location you can also look at the historical ones and see how wrong we were about predictions or how right we were about predictions Okay. What, what was Corpse Explosion again? In terms of it's too red. Okay. It's too red. Yeah. 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 Board clear is too red. Yeah, you know sense. what, guys? Just mark it down as a four point B. And let's yeah, it's going to be a B. Yeah, four point B. Let's, let's just B. do that. Okay. Let's just All right. stop even pretending we put thought into this. <laughs> uh, Bone Commander. Uh, Bone Guard Commander. This one is one red. And this one is a A-tier card. It is rare. This is one of the reasons you want to splash a red in addition to the uh, some of the more awkward hard removals you get from it. It's an 8-mana eight 8-8 eight, eight taunt, undead. Battle cry. 
raise up to six corpses as one two risen footmen with taunt. Remember how annoying one twos taunts are that we were talking about. With only six corpses, you can get a full board of taunts. That's six one twos and an eight eight of taunt, all for just eight mana. This one's an A. It's real good. Now the one twos aren't like game ending for your opponent. Neither is the eight eight. It does take eight mana. You're getting more than you should get because you're using up corpses. But it's not like super overwhelming. But all of the taunts. It makes getting through to your face nearly impossible. If you're protecting a minion, that minion is fully protected outside of direct damage. There, it's it's just so good. Yep. Ugh. I got nothing more to say. Yeah, I mean, it's not a fancy card. It's just a really good card. Definitely is not fancy. Uh, Meat Grinder, we're now into the epic cards. Uh, this one's three mana, one green, uh, three, four mech, battle cry, shred a random minion in your deck to gain three corpses. It's a, it's a C because it's pretty much what a spider tank is, and this is a slightly better version of a spider tank. Yeah, it's better than a spider tank. I mean, not, not by like a huge amount, but yeah, it's better than a spider tank. Uh, another epic card. Like, I don't know why this is epic. Their epic selections are so weird this round. Uh, another epic card is Soul Stealer. Soul Stealer is three red. Eight mana, five, five undead. Battle Cry, destroy all other minions. Actually, a twisting nether. Gain one corpse for each enemy destroyed. So, not just a twisting nether, but you get a free five, five on the board, and you get a bunch of corpses. Uh,. This one's an A+. Plus. Yeah. It's good. So what holds it back from an S? I mean, Twisting Nether's not that good. Twisting Nether's like a B. Like, how many games have you guys won with Twisting Nether these days? Very few. Well, how many times has Twisting Nether been a dead card? Quite often. Yeah. I, I think, like... That's one of those things where, um, and if you can say, well, if if I'm ahead, I don't need that card. Well, if you're ahead, you don't need a lot of cards, I, <laughs> I guess. This is one in which I'm fine with an A+. If you want to say it's an S, I wouldn't disagree with you. But we're, we're at that tier of, uh, of, of goodness here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Now we're on to the Legendaries. Remember, this is the actual new set, March of the Lich King. The other ones we had done before were first Basic and then Path of Arthas. Uh, first one is... There's two, two Legendaries, as usual. The first one is Blight Fang. Blight Fang is a uh, one green, three mana, three, three beast. Battle Cry, infect all enemy minions. When they die, you summon a two, two zombie with taunt. So you're basically giving each of them a death rattle that says give your opponent a 2-2 zombie with taunt. That's absurd. It is an A+. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it's crazy good. Um, it's just such a big kind of uh, swing, right? Like a big swing. And I know you have to kill your like uh, opponent's minions and everything. 
But it's so freaking good. And the taunt matters. Like, you get these annoying taunts. You also build up corpses because of this. Uh, you just get, like, so much extra stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, easy A+. Plus here. Yeah. This is like, like, why is this three mana? Why is this whatever? The thing that, like, someone's asking what's holding it back. Uh, we, like, kind of map the scores out roughly, and then we, like, determine it. Uh, so it's not that, like, we don't want it to be an S. It's just, like, it came out as an A+, plus, and we're like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, we didn't have to put a thumb on the scale or be like, well, but there are these special factors that, like, an equation won't, like, solve for for this. Um it, it doesn't kill anything, right? Like, it does, you yeah. do you do have to kill them, which means that you're getting these 2-2 two, two taunts later, maybe much later, maybe never, uh, depending. And also, it's not a 3-drop. Like, it's a 3-mana three 3-3, three, three, but unless your opponent has a minion on the board, which they oftentimes won't. Um, I mean, they usually will, but they it's not an insignificant percent chance that they don't. Then you can't even play this card on turn 3, so it's not even a 3-drop. Or, like, you really shouldn't play it on 3. Because the effect is so good if you play it later on when they have, like, three minions. Um, so, yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of awkward uh, in enough scenarios that it's just not, like, the best card ever, right? Uh, but it's close. It is close. All right. Finally, last is another 3R card. 3R, 7 mana, 7-7, seven, seven, undead. Alexandros Mograine. Battle cry. For the rest of the game, deal 3 damage to your opponent at the end of your turns. It's a 7 mana, 7-7. Seven, seven. Those are trash. But this damage adds up. You put your opponent literally on a clock. Uh, I mean, not literally. Uh, you, you put your opponents on a clock. And uh, they will die. Um, at some point. We gave, yeah, at some point. We gave it a C plus. Uh, a seven seven by itself will be like a D, if that, like a low D. So this ability is actually getting quite a bit of points. And I think it's fair. Like you putting your opponent on a clock, you knowing that your win is going to happen if you just keep playing this out, or if you just push face like you know, um, you will get there, right? You don't need that extra reach if you just push face and then are able to stall for a couple turns. Like, you you will get there. Even if they heal by a little bit, um, mm-hmm. you it's it's inevitable, right? Uh, that's worth something in yeah. 2022. That's worth a lot, actually. Because War Golem is, what, like, solid D tier, right? Like I think it's low D. I, I think it's, like, low D. Yeah. It's low D, I think. It's like a low D tier. So this is worth a good amount. And and I think that's correct. I think putting that pressure on your opponent, even if you don't win immediately, right? um, It's very, very valuable. Uh, And the meta might might be super weird. I don't know. It might be super fast. I've got no clue. But just from the metas that we've seen, um, I think that this allows you to win a, a lot of games that might be either really hard to win or that you just wouldn't have won in the first place. Yep. Um, if you want to think about the value of three damage every turn, think of when, we'll figure out what the card was, just a card or something, where you like upgrade your hero power. When you upgrade the hunter hero power, you don't get four damage to the face. Everything else doubles. Uh, the shaman one's weird, you get to pick your totem. Uh, but everything else doubles, essentially. 
But the Hunter one only goes up by 50%. And it's also why Pyroblast is a totally shit card, in theory, but is actually quite good. It's because when you're able to deal a lot of damage to your opponent's face at once or in an inevitable way, it's super good. It's much better than just like adding two parts together. So this gives you a free additional Hunter hero power, and you can deal one damage charge with your hero power still every turn. And so you've effectively gotten an illegal double Hunter hero power while not really falling that far behind on the curve if you play it on 7. Like, that's such a huge advantage. Now, you have to get it on 7. If you get it later on, you know, maybe it'll matter less. Um, but it also removes a lot of options for your opponents. Like, a lot of times your opponent's like, oh, I'll take it. But we were talking about, are you using life as a resource? Your opponent wants to use their life as a resource, then stabilize the board, then win the game. That doesn't work anymore if they're taking 3 or maybe 4 damage every single turn, even after they stabilize. They have to play totally differently. You've taken away one of their, like, ways to win the game. Um, and in Hearthstone, in Arena, there's usually, like, two or three ways to win a game at most. So you have drastically reduced their options um, just by playing this card at some point. Alrighty. That is it. That's it. We're done. Wow. Those are all the Death Knight cards. To those of you who stuck around for like three hours just to hear B after B after B, how do you feel right now? How scammed do you feel? Imagine staying the entire time to get 90% B ratings. It's not wow. 90% B ratings. It's not even 50. Okay, it might be. No, it's not even 50% B ratings. <laughs> I'm trying to look at this. It's like maybe 33% B ratings. Maybe. It's still a lot. But, you know, are ratings usually that be heavy? I'm going to go back. I'm going to look at Narthia. Oh, no. no they are not. No. This is not. just special. They're not. Uh, oh, yeah. They're usually all over the place, actually. If anything, there's a lot of Cs. Yeah. There's usually, like, a decent amount of Cs. Well, it's like the film. Oh, but that's neutral. That's neutral. Yeah, if you neutral. look at class cards, they're class actually cards. all over the place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Class cards, see, it just feels like this is a, an expansion review. This is not an expansion review. This is a right, class right. review. And so, yeah, guys, if you actually look at all the class cards in recent expansions, it is very B-heavy. Like, there are lots of Bs. And it makes sense. Class cards are good. Neutrals are pretty crappy sometimes. And sometimes they do, like, weird things, right? They have weird stat lines. They do mm -hmm. weird things. That's not what Arena is really about. It's like you have to be independently good. You have to just be be real solid. Yeah, so yeah. this it seems like a an oddity, like a because it is because we typically don't do this. Um, there's plenty of neutrals that tone it down a little bit, and then yeah. you know you focus on like the Sin Runners, you focus on the uh, the Stoneborn Generals and the Fools and all of those, like the good neutrals but most of the neutrals are just c's yep 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 all right well um as you can see from all these cards death knights can do whatever they have some pretty ridiculous synergies if you can get the corpses or the undeads to line up there are actually fewer undead synergies than i thought they were gonna get i feel like that's gonna be a ex more explored aspect of the undead uh tribe in later expansions um but overall it feels i mean it is an extremely flexible class 
But it's also an extremely gated class. You see how many of these cards are 2R or 2G or 2B. And all anything means if you see a 2R or 2B or 2G, it means you're not going to have one of each color. You're going to be totally locked out of one thing. Whatever that thing may be. So... Um, yeah, uh, being locked out of one thing gives you a weakness, right? And your opponent can exploit that weakness in the arena. Um, in theory, I don't know. Who, who I think I think it'll be yeah. very exploitable, actually. Um, like, I don't think it's going to be all that hard to exploit Death Knight weaknesses. Because y- you kind of get, you're going to get led down a path into it, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to be offered a... a 2B card or a 2G card or a 2R card quite frequently. And you're going to be like, this card is good. It's by far my best option. You can't not take that card. And when you don't not take that card, you've locked yourself out. And it'll just happen. And once you lock yourself out, your opponent will be able to exploit that. Once they figure out like what's what, what's happening. So, it's going to be really interesting playing against Death Knights. Uh... And playing with Death Knights, it's going to be, I think, a little bit more interesting drafting than usual. But I, I think the whole rune system is a little, like, outside of the fringe cases, it's a little overblown um, uh, in terms of, like, skill. Because either we just all realize that red cards suck and then we don't take any red cards <laughs> until the very end of the draft. Uh, or we realize, like, oh, all green cards are super good and we, like, favor green. But that's, like, something you learn pretty quickly and then you just do it. Right, it's not like skill. Uh, it's like a very basic sense of game knowledge. But when you're playing against your opponents, knowing what card is what and what they're able to do and how many colors they've like put out, that's gonna be huge. All right, that's it. Let's end it. We're we're getting way past two and a half hours. This audacity recording <laughs> is uh, it's it, it's getting filled to the brim. All right. Uh, well, this—if you're wondering what time it is, uh, it, I know what date it is. It is November twentieth, uh, the Sunday, and we are doing this uh, this Death Knight review. We will be back to do the full March of the Lich King set on December fourth, on Sunday, and we will start that stream a little earlier as normal. We'll figure out the exact times and let you guys know later. But that is when the actual March of the Lich King card preview, review, whatever is happening. The one that goes many, many hours. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is the Death Knight. It's going to fit in so smoothly, guys. Like, just looking at this. Like, I thought Demon Hunter was a little awkward of a fit. But Death Knight is going to be super smooth. It is like the best of all worlds slash the more complex version of all the worlds. It is nothing new. Or it's very, very little new. And it's going to just fit like a glove. Like, I'm excited about Death Knight. I'm excited to play as Death Knight. I'm super excited to face down Death Knights. It also doesn't look super powerful, which is really good uh, from an arena perspective. Uh, so I'm just uh, I'm just excited. I can't wait to, to get in and play with these cards and play against these cards. Yep. Let's see how it goes. New cards. Yay. Alright. Until next no, not next week. Until, no, there's no Lightforge next week. Until way. next time. 
Until next time. Until two weeks from now. Next time. This is Adwikta. This is Murps. Goodbye. Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.